Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, the Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We are ready to roll here on a Thursday and uh, would like for you to be a part of the show. So join us on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, hit us up on X, formerly known as Twitter. And uh, you can always lob us a phone call if you got something to talk about. 317-1250. Uh, coming up on today's program, a lot of football talk of the college and pro variety and maybe some high school as well as Brian North will join us coming up in about 25 minutes or so as we'll talk about what's going on here locally and beyond in the world of sports. Also, coming up, uh, Jeff Nadeau in the second hour of today's show. We've preview just about every conference in college football we'll uh, talk a little pro today preview the nfc east talk some preseason we'll have some college football chat as well and if you have a question uh, when it comes to gambling or anything football you can get that in and uh, we'll ask it to the big man on campus coming up in hour number two we got our ecu practice report coming up with new comments from mike houston following ecu practice day eight and we've got marcus crandall ecu hall of famer to join us to talk about fall camp and get his take on mike houston's comments from earlier today we got shirley rhodes in the house intern joey on the video intern stash db danny beal is here and the chan man is to my left hello chandler hey clipper happy thursday ht ht to you my friend ht ht ty mf that mf is my friend by the way it's a term of endearment okay what is it my friend mf oh okay got you (laughs) keep up when I think of mf I think of a very bad word which is why I said it was my friend yep Everybody good? Yep. Good. Right. Everybody good? How's everybody doing? So, Chandler, I've got my papers keep multiplying here. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, do you Would got... you like to hold a few? Yeah, sure. I, I kind of want to shuffle some. All right. Can we just shuffle together? Because I've got, like, Mike Houston stuff from three different days. I've got my schedule for today. Is any of this, like, relevant? That is what? not relevant. This that is, is not? scratch paper. That v- is relevant. Very relevant. I need that. Okay. Uh, that, that's pretty relevant. And then there's the schedule. It's all somewhat relevant. Yeah, I mean, okay? but you got some papers here. And, yeah. uh, I mean, that makes you look like you're doing something, which you are. So Thank you. Just a confirmation of you're a busy man. Uh, I want to get to our fleet feet rundown momentarily. I've got a tiny bone to pick with joey Uh oh we'll get to that at some point on today's show nothing major just just i feel like you know last thursday we had to talk to joey about being a good teammate at trivia this is not trivia related but this is uh yeah we'll go ahead and get to it i you know what i got something to say about 
DB, Danny Beal, who's in the building. Positive or negative? A little bit of negative. <laughs> but hey, look, listen. There was improvement from last week. Remember, I had some, you know, on both of them. I had some concerns with you two. Yeah, both of the both of these guys. Uh, Joey seemed to be pretty good last night, but there was a couple times last night that Danny Beal. I remember sitting there with my teammates, and we were kind of to discuss. Like if we liked our answer and this and that, and Danny Bill just kind of walks back up and sits down, and he's like, "We got it." And I'm like, "You went up there?" And he's like, "Yeah." Wait, so he played the role of Joey last night? He did. There was After a couple complaining about Joey last week. There was a couple times where Danny Bill went up there. Okay, we're getting attacked for absolutely no reason. I conferred with your teammates while you were staring at your phone and said, "Okay, here's what we're going to do." And they said, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." But oh, there was there was a couple of times that. though that they were like, I "All right, are we that. sure it's not this person? It's not this person?" Uh-huh. Like we weren't confirming yet. But I never went up there in that case. Uh, every single time that I went up there, it was a group consensus while you were staring at your phone that that okay, that's what we're going to do. What are you doing on your phone? And then I went up there and did it. Oh, I'm not looking up answers. I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm not looking up answers. But, I I mean, look. I I, I could see where I I was confused, though, where I looked up and then everybody was talking about what was going on. What kind of answers should we go with? And then you come back and, but look, here's the thing. Here's, Here's where I wanted to get to the bottom of. You were right. And you contributed so many times last night. And I'm glad that you started coming to trivia. So with Joey. You know a lot of your stuff. I do what I can. On that first one, he had it on the dot. We just didn't go with the answer. What was it, 103? Yeah, it was the the better question. And I was like, 103 sounds right. Like, I have no idea. And it was on the dot. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Good performance by you guys last night. All right, so what's the gripe with you and me? What's going on here? Uh, Me? No, Uh, me. me. Joey is... He's one of those guys that you have in your fantasy league, and everybody has one that's the annoying guy. Oh, Now, here's a guy. It started before we even started the freaking league. I asked him to get in. He said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our draft order. We always have at least two to three witnesses." And Joey was like, "Well, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be there for that." And I was like, "Well, you don't have to, but you can. That's cool." And he was sure. like, "No, y'all are gonna screw me out of this. I hate that. I, I hate that it's already." Been done before. I have to protect myself. So you've been burned in the past. I have. All right, I'll kind of give you that one, but that's not the kind of league I would have you in, Joey. Is what I'm and, saying. And you know what? And I apologize for bringing out my past trauma on you. Apology accepted. All right, that's next, great. next, right. Wow, that's beautiful. That next, 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 next. Ask the trainer. And this isn't a huge deal, but I go Kelsey in the first round. I'm like, man, starting tight end first round's always trouble. And and Joey starts to, well, you're not going to win anyway. You're not going to win this league. I'm taking it all. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. which I, that's well, no, fine. He skipped over the part. I said, that's a solid pick, but you're not going to win this league. Yeah. I never. That's okay. fine. I had an issue with, with, with number one, but we, we got over that. Number two is not a big deal. Number three, we're doing a slow draft. There's no time limit. It's just kind of, hey, be, you know, recognize that you're in a league with other people and and try to pick as fast as you can just for them and all that. So Joey's, of course, out there complaining that everybody's taking too long. He's going to get back around to me as he's playing darts with, with DB and the boys at, at AJ's after trivia. And Joey's complaining. I go to the restroom. I, I leave. I look at my phone. He's on the clock. While he's playing darts, complaining about oh he might not be to be able to pick. Oh boy! I get home, 
it's about a 15 minute drive um i get to my chair look for something to watch i start 24 season five out of the blue why i don't know i googled it said it was the best season whatever so i'm watching a little jack bauer looking at my phone still his pick we're about an hour, hour and a half after him complaining about people wow. being slow. I didn't know it was that long. Joey. Dude, this is just like news to me right now. <laughs> so, well, n- news break, buddy. <laughs> Breaking news. How do you not look at your phone in that long, though? I'm Are you so, that I'm, into darts? I'm with the boys. I was having a good time. <laughs> not like they were winning or anything. Hey, we're close. <laughs> it was a good competition. So I'm just concerned, Joey, that this league is going to be a not. I'm hoping you are Biff Pogey and you're talking right now and that you suck all year and don't win any games. They picked wow. me last. <laughs> they were picking you last. Uh, Jamie says, to be fair to Joey, I remember Clip saying how much he loves trash talking sports. You're right. And and that, I'll, I'll go for that. That's fine. But just. Uh, just Who a couple of things. That? Uh, that was Jamie. Shout out to Jamie for remembering that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But right now, Joey is that guy. Every league's got that guy. You are that guy, He's pal. He's that guy, pal. Is he a guy guy? Yeah, he's a dude. Dude. <laughs> he's a dude. Russ dude. says, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Russ? Hey, Russ. You feeling dangerous today? Uh, Tyler says, are we in our feelings today? Eh, not really. Just a few things to get off the chest. Is that Tyler Feldman commenting that? <laughs> it was not. Uh, let's get to our Fleet Feet Rundown. Brought to you by Fleet Feet. Be sure to have the best and co- most comfortable shoes this tailgate season with a stop at Fleet Feet. Locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service. That's what I like. One-on-one. Yeah, they will look at your foot, diagnose your foot. They'll throw it through that 3D foot scanner that gets all your measurements and find the perfect shoe for you. It's not one Fleet Fleet, fleet Feet employee with four different people, and they're having to focus on different people. Oh, you want that in 12, need that uh, in 11 uh, yeah. and a half? No, it's one-on-one. It's you and the Fleet Feet employee. They're going to focus on you. They're going to get you in the right shoe. In fact, you can request one-on-one, have one person study just your left foot and another study your right. That is the kind of service they will provide. I don't know if that's actually true, but... I think they would. That's how much that I believe like the, in Fleet Feet. That seems, that seems like the Fleet Feet way. I think if you do that, you are a little over the top, and you need to get your you know your priorities checked. But if that's the kind, if you think that's the kind of service you deserve, they'll take care of you at Fleet Feet. Absolutely. Uh, go see them, two hundred seven East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. Number one on our rundown today, practice day eight. Shirley, can I get Mike Houston's opening comments, what he had to say today after ECU football practice? All right, day eight in the books. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, it's, it's tested them now because it's, uh, you know, shells Monday, back-to-back fully padded practices the last two days, and then back out in shells today. Um, we've had some heat this week, and uh, – you know, pleased with, I'd say, 99% of the guys out there and how they responded today because everybody's got bumps and bruises and aches and pains right now. You know, you're reaching the point in fall camp, you know, where it's kind of the, you know, the dog days and every you don't know what day it is and everything's running together and it's just, you know, so it's a challenge and you find out a lot about uh, everybody 
just mentally with how they, you know, how they push through it, how they overcome it, how they perform. You know, so guys that go out after three, you know, really high intensity practices, guys that go out uh, and continue to uh, you know, look good, perform, uh, have that competitive fight. Uh, you know, it shows you a lot about them. So you're figuring out who you can trust, and you're figuring out, you know, who's not ready. Um, and you know, everybody, everybody sitting in this air conditioned room. You know, says you know I can do this, I can do that, but uh, to go out there and do it uh, day in and day out is a different deal. So uh, solid practice. Uh, got a lot of really good special teams work with our return units today. Um, had a real good PAT field goal session to finish practice off. Uh, you know, had a backed up punt. Uh, you know, had that during our competition today, coming off the one yard line. So got a lot of stuff accomplished today. So got 48 hours or so. You know, just under. You know, to get ready for the scrimmage on Saturday. And uh, so we'll have a lighter practice tomorrow. And the big thing for them right now is just, you know, get their bodies, you know, nutrition, hydration, uh, recovery, uh, and get ready for a, what I expect to be a, a highly competitive and very spirited uh, scrimmage on Saturday. There is Mike Houston after today's practice, finding out who's a guy, who's a guy guy, who is a dude, finding out who he can trust on that football field. We'll have more from Mike Houston coming up. Chandler um, asked a kicking question, so stay tuned for that, folks. Uh, But a lot of topics discussed today. Uh, Anything stand out to you while you were out there today, Chandler? No, I think they're just kind of they're getting into the dog days of fall camp, and I think what I took away from it is that this Saturday is really when you're going to start kind of separating the men from the boys, and I think uh, what I take away from it, and he's actually said it straight from his mouth, that it's going to be just as much of a game-like situation on Saturday with the coaches on the sideline. There's no coaches in the in, in the huddle. It's going to be as much as a game-like situation as possible, um, and then I think you'll also hear. Uh, in his comments about, uh, I believe somebody asked about some of the uh, who's standing out in the cornerback room, and I believe uh, Revel was one of those guys that he mentioned. So um, I, it seems like he, they're trying to figure out who those guy guys are, those guys, those dudes are, uh, and we'll we'll continue to figure that out, and especially on Saturday. Uh, more from Mike Houston coming up later on in the show. Let's take a look. Uh, let's show some love over to Facebook. Steve says, "Hey, fellers. Hey, Steve." Tommy says, have you heard it? Have you heard it? ECU has done anything in the last 10 years to lobby ECU getting into the Raleigh TV market? Curious to know what they've done to be proactive to make ECU marketable. I don't know, Tommy. I'll ask Brian North about TV market stuff when we talk to him in a few minutes. Uh, Chad said, happy baby Friday, my MFs. Thank you, Chad. Robert says, I want to shake his little butt cheeks and get a job, go to hell. What? Is... <laughs> um, Chad says, Clip brings people into his league just to screw them. Sam says, Darts, baby. I love Darts, baby. Come on. What are we doing? <laughs> what is wrong with this? going on? Is this... I, I, I can't be too shocked. This is all my fault. <laughs> what what have we created here? I'm still trying to figure out what Robert's talking about. Robert is mixing up sound effects. He wants uh, Shirley. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his little butt cheeks and get a job. Go to hell. Can you help out, Robert? Can you play all those at one time? <laughs> I want to shake his hand. It's two little butt cheeks. There it is. That was perfect. Robert, there you go. 
What a life. What a show. John says, sounds like the boys are getting in tune. <laughs> in tune. In tune. No, there's that. No, I didn't get punched in the nose. Sometimes I feel like we're circus monkeys. Like, we're animals. Dance! Dance, monkeys, dance! And they and we're just dancing. Yeah, we're just doing whatever y'all want us to do. They're like, fetch. We're in this room. We're in, like, an aquarium. And even, like, Shirley, Joey, and Danny are looking in, like, laughing, like, poking the glass. Like, I feel like there should be people going by this window right here and just knocking on it, just trying to get over our attention. Uh, Shirley, my mother has a question. What time does Pitt County Girls play today? I said they play tomorrow. At what time, Shirley? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Thank you for helping me out with my personal text messages. How is the your mother other, doing? The other, uh, North she Car- good, she good. the other North Carolina team, which was the team that came out, uh, which was the host team from Salisbury, uh, was eliminated today. They lost to Southwest four to one. Texas horns down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if what you just said was true. What do you mean? I thought that was a winners bracket game, and the loser plays Winterville tomorrow. Tech got her. Well, well, we'll see. No, because we'll no, I misread the te- uh, the uh, tweet. It was or post. <laughs> Um, yeah, Texas advanced to the, the semifinals. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. You know what I'm about? Yeah. Okay, so the two North Carolina teams will play each other tomorrow. Yeah. North Carolina, come on and raise up. That's going to be a loud game. Cackalag versus Cackalag. Uh, Puerto Rico. Mike, uh, say that again. Huh? Say that again. Uh, today at 5 p.m., Puerto Rico is supposed to play the Mid Atlantic. All right. Go Puerto Rico. I scouted that Mid-Atlantic team last night. Oh, yeah? You scouted them? What notes you got on them? Well, I'd say I scouted (laughs) them. I observed them because they were at tiebreakers last night eating dinner. (laughs) Were you you sitting over there with a clipboard just going, all right, that girl gets the chicken No, 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 no. I just happened to be sitting there eating dinner, and then all of a sudden I saw this large table being assembled, and all of a sudden every, you know, one of the – team members for mid-atlantic came waltzing in and sitting down at the table right in front of me and i was hmm. like hmm. i'm gonna that girl gets you. the cheeseburger kids meal that girl gets the boneless wings uh, i thought it was interesting russ says shirley can never be wrong hey if love and shirley wrong i don't want to be right mm-hmm. russ said and when did we start using the word gaga when coach houston said it last My week God. that's when we're going to find out who's a gaga that you're not is. that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Uh, Eric said, did you hear about the guy who evaporated? He will surely be missed. I you love, are terrible! I love looking. So I I am a dad. And like I, I get a little chuckle out of those. Joey, Danny, they just look like they just smelled the worst thing in their life. They just sit there in <laughs> disgust. They cannot so handle we it. Just, we don't react well to his dad jokes. Pike says, how hot is it in Greenville? It is so hot. How hot is it? Anybody got any good jokes of how hot it is? Mm. All righty. Robert says, who's rocked up this year? So Rick DeBrew was a rocked up guy. And now he's rocked up in uh, at TCU. And he got the hell out of town. Uh, good question. Uh, maybe we'll ask Mike Houston who's the most rocked up guy is. Last year, I asked Mike Houston if there was a, like, say every school sent an athlete 
to the like a college olympics like who would represent ecu from the football team who's like the big strongest you know whatever and he said well rick debrew's a pretty rocked up guy now he's gone chandler you have your hand i have a candidate julius wood oh my goodness those abs julius wood is a pretty rocked up guy he's a pretty rocked up guy abs for days folks abs for miles I don't see Danny walking in here with his midriff exposed. 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 He's in tune. He's very in tune. Chad says the Mid-Atlantic does not know, does not walk. Yeah. They waltz. Good to know. <laughs> what was that joke? I don't. I don't get it. I'm laughing at the disgusting way he put it. Uh, Roy says, "Where we Hana end up in the thick of all these conf changes." Roy, I wish I knew. That is the million-dollar question. What happens to East Carolina when all the dominoes fall? The AAC is just going to adopt the last four. Watch. And by that, you mean they are going to bring in Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford? I think there's a – I don't think. Here's here's, – what am I trying to say? I have no idea. Let me get my thoughts together. All right. Can everybody be quiet? All right. One second. So Cal and Stanford, I don't think they'll they have a shot to be in the American. But I could see something wacky with Oregon State and Washington State. I could see those two way out yonder in the great northwest somehow being a part of this conglomeration. What about Boise State? I love it. Who did where do we see? Just probably some rando said the other day that uh those two boise san diego state mm-hmm. joining that's that, that's attractive to me as far as like your conference your tv money your, your espn all that if we could get that i feel like we could be stable enough to to stick together and have decent teams and not crumble apart my main fear is right now smu getting picked off and then who knows did tulane's year last year or whatever they do academics money did they become attractive to somebody get picked off and then we're left scrambling again as the american and and what happens then so i don't know uh, roy how this whole thing ends up chad says why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing God, in case they get a hole in one. I have a how hot is it joke. All right, how hot is it? Hold on. It's so hot, cows are giving evaporated milk. Hmm. Now that's hot. What weapon does a fat Jedi use, asked Russ? A heavy saber. I don't understand that. Am I missing some wordplay there? What weapon does a fat Jedi use? A heavy saber. Oh, as opposed to a lightsaber. Oh, boy. Um, Do we have anything else from y'all? I got to say, not your best day, chat. And saying we don't have our best days every day, too. No. So this is like a, it's more of a pep talk than a, you know me getting on you who will be that person that kind of 
brings the chat. We back need to the somebody from the chat. We need to somebody step from the up chat right to step now. Step up and save themselves. The chat needs a hero. Who I needs a hero? hero? Who's gonna be? Who's out there right now on their phones, on their laptops? Maybe you're supposed to be working. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're weaving in and out of traffic. Maybe you're doing nothing tanking. at all. Maybe you're just sitting at the house doing nothing. Who is going to step up and be the chat hero? Who's going to be that guy guy? Who's going to save this Thursday? Who's going to be that chat guy? Kevin says we have two years after this year to get into the playoffs before they change it. We best spend some NIL money and make it happen. Well, Kevin, you best get some NIL money to spend if you know what I'm saying. You, you Money don't grow on trees. You can't just print money. Technically, you can, but I don't have one of those money printer machines. In fact, where do you get one of those? Can you get one of those on eBay? Has anybody ever thought of that? No, that's just, not how that works. How do you know? What do you know? You're a kid. You don't I was know. Watching Money Heist just recently. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he's done his research. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a break. Jamie says, I'm not a joke guy, but I gave some good sports questions. Jamie, I got to say, if we give out a Mr. Consistency Award, you're up there. Steve's up there. Yeah. I love y'all's consistency. Eric is consistent with the Consistently jokes. bad, but consistent. Yeah, he's consistent, though. Speaking of which, Eric says, after getting my order wrong, the manager of Chuck E. Cheese insulted me. How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> Come on, dude. No. What? A, this is awful. We got to take a break. We need everybody to regroup and take a break. So I guess the my next joke might not be as funny. Hit it, Shirley. Okay. It's so hot. I saw a funeral procession pull through a Dairy Queen. <laughs> Jeez. Steve had a pretty uh-huh. good joke, but it's mean. How about this one? Uh, I saw two fire hydrants fighting over a dog. That's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a police officer chasing a thief, and they were both walking. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to finish our Fleet Feet rundown? Uh, at some point. I, ever? I don't think it's ever been completed. We always get to part <laughs> we one get to and one. get way sidetracked. It's never been completed. Well, uh, yeah, we'll finish it up later this hour. But next, we got to talk to Brian North, and we're going to let the chat regroup to come up with some amazing comments and questions. We'll take a break, come back. Eric Clapton takes us to break. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Got to get to Brian North, but some business to take care of first. John Moody is going to Familia tonight. He says, tell me what to get, and I'll get the most appealing entree. All right, so um, young Joey, you've experienced a little bit of Familia. 
what was your uh what did you have and what was your what do you recommend john get uh i actually had so let me think i had a pizza and i had a wings i just had a simple pepperoni pizza really good it's like good new york style pizza and then i think i had the wings well i set this up because you had something you told me that i'd never oh had no before. the calamari you said the calamari was yeah, good yeah, so maybe as a, an appetizer yeah go with the have as an appetizer calamari chandler what do you recommend john get it familiar tonight uh i got a few things can i name a couple if you hurry we got brian north waiting sorry uh the the supreme pizza okay buffalo chicken pizza all right or if you want to go away from pizza try the buffalo chicken wrap really good i'm gonna suggest something and if i had to choose one thing i could only get from the menu it would be the create your own pasta fettuccine alfredo with some shrimp and uh sausage but john what i might get myself tonight and what i'm recommending you uh chicken philly chicken philly with fries can i I, i'm gonna say a sandwich if you hurry up italian hoagie thank you Uh, can can i say something come on guys brian north joins us on the pirate radio live line north how you doing man I am not familiar with all that information. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Brian. We did that for the first 25 minutes of the show. Oh, there you go. See? And it continues. Steve says, how do you find Will Smith in the snow? Follow the Fresh Prince. No. <laughs> Chad said, why was the pirate movie rated R? Too much booty. Guys, we've got to do something different. we got to step it up. All right, North uh, Joey. During the break, I always tell the people around here that uh, I want you to bring to the table some did you sees things that I may have seen and forget to talk about on the show, or that I may uh, have just not seen completely. And young Joey brought up uh, Roy Cooper getting involved in some athletics here, and that's got a lot of uh, folks talking. I uh, tweeted out yesterday. Um, Cooper sent a letter to the NCAA president to grant Tez Walker's transfer waiver. Nothing could be bigger or more important to Tez than the opportunity to get a fine university education at UNC and to compete in front of his family in Carolina Blue. Uh, okay, so what is, uh, what's he doing for Cam Hayes and, uh, and all the other athletes? What do you, what do you think uh, when you see politicians getting involved in this stuff? Uh, it's always a slippery slope, but where did Governor Roy Cooper go to college? Yeah. Did he did he take any of those uh, classes the football players were taking, or was this legit? American study classes, I believe, you know. They, yeah. Uh, look, it's, uh, I, I'm sure he has all good intentions, and maybe he can help that one young man, but you uh, certainly open up Pandora's box when you are not being equal opportunity or creating the same playing surface and the playing same playing field for everyone when it comes to these uh, new transfer rules yep best to uh to just stay out of it because and <laughs> college sports fans are cultish and like oh. one thing like this and i don't know if he can be reelected or what I, I don't know is I, look i don't follow politics at all i i hate them all don't get involved in it nah um he's at his limit so he's okay so okay he doesn't really care about that then but uh you know this is how people will end up hating you no matter your politics if you disrespect yeah. their school in uh in a certain way i found when it comes to college athletics I, the percentage may be more than 50 percent that people may hate 
their rival more than they like their own team. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I wait. You said that is college athletics. I think that's politics from what I see today. People hate the other side more than they like their own. Yeah, correct. It's a crossover. That's a sad way to live life, but that's, you know, people are always worried about what everybody else is doing or not doing instead of worrying about their own stuff. And so, look, if Tez Walker it gets the opportunity, great, good for him. It's just you need to create a fair playing field for everybody and we get the same opportunity. But that's what happens when you jump into something that you're probably not knowledge about, knowledgeable about. That's what's I think happened with the governor. Brian, I had a question from Tommy earlier in the show. He said, have you heard if ECU has done anything the last 10 years to lobby ECU getting into the Raleigh TV markets? And I don't know if you can answer that particularly, but you do know a thing about TV markets being in TV for so long and and how it all works. So, you know, what is East Carolina's TV market? Can it be? Can we claim Raleigh? Hell, we're in North Carolina. Can we claim Charlotte? You know what? You know what? What about this? Uh, right. So when it comes to television markets themselves, you know, they're identified by certain areas. In our television market, we have 15 counties, with Greenville and Jacksonville being the largest cities within that market. But these markets are designated basically by viewership. So if you want to become the Raleigh market, you better tell everybody to start watching the Raleigh stations all the time. And then if the Raleigh stations become the dominantly viewed stations in this market, then it goes to the Raleigh market. So you could do that in Pitt County, I guess. I don't know if you still get RAL and TVD and, and uh, those stations. But if you got everybody to start watching them more, Pitt County could flip over to the Raleigh market. That could happen. It probably won't. But that's how television markets work. Now, having said that, certainly if you're ECU, you can always fudge the market that, you know, you're in a state that has some of the biggest television markets and you have connections to them and get exposure from them. Right. So you can you can you can uh, make anything the way you want. But no, television markets rarely change now uh, based on viewership. It's all about the viewers and what they are watching. Brian, do you have any idea how all this plays out for East Carolina? Uh, my thing right now is I, I, I would love to move up to a conference, obviously that that has more money, more exposure, more solid opponents, and all that. But my thing right now is I hope the American can can stay pat and not lose a SMU or lose any of their teams. And who knows, maybe it, even more than that, uh, add these these Boise State, San Diego State, Oregon State, Washington State. Again, it doesn't make any sense, but as far as being stable and not have to worry about it, that would be fantastic. You know, how, how do you think the American comes out of all this? And how about earlier in the week, like the ACC's meeting uh, about Cal and Stanford, which that apparently uh, hit, quote, roadblocked, but SMU was being thrown in there as well. That was wild hearing that earlier this week. Well, Dallas television market, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you start looking at these things, and that's it. That, that is our ECU, there's no doubt. When you have people only looking at certain parameters and television market and television revenue being one of them, that certainly is a problem. Now, when we start talking about streaming, television markets are going to go out the window. And we yeah. start looking at all these deals about where streaming is going and taking over these television contracts. That should take TV markets out of it. So then you got to start thinking about, all right, if you're ECU, you better have people who are following your social media, who are want to stream your game. So it, it becomes a demand thing and who's going to pay the bills. So as this ever-shifting landscape happens, where does ECU fall? Boy, it always feels like ECU's always been on the outside looking in. It's, it, you know, they couldn't get in the Big East where they wanted to. They were independent in football for so long. They were in the CAA and, or, uh, CAA and other sports for a while. 
So I, I just don't know when we go to these mega conferences, not everybody's going to be able to join them. And if they do, you're going to have subdivisions. So I, I just, I've always said, I wish ECU had jumped on the Sunbelt deal. Uh, if, even if they didn't have the opportunity, I wish they'd make a, made a run to try to get into the Sunbelt. Cause I thought that's a good regional safe conference to be in that you could still generate money if you're never invited to the big party. So where do they fall now? I don't know. Is that still a possibility? I don't know. I just think there's going to be tier one with your with your major con- super conferences and then a uh, big gap in between down to your, your tier two conferences that will still be um, relevant but just are not going to make the kind of money. And Look, I don't think all this is going to last long anyway. I still think you're going to see scholarships go away and, and – University employees are what athletes will be. I just hmm. NIL is changing everything. There's so many things in play here now. I don't think any of this is going to stay the same very long. Television and streaming and all this stuff. And there's got to come a point where you get saturated with the money where there's no more money out there to keep throwing. And while I'm out here throwing things out, why isn't the ACC, which has been one of the most successful conferences, has more championships than in football than the Big Ten, how did they allow this big revenue gap to happen between them, the mm. SEC, and the Big Ten? And that's why they're having people threatening to jump ship because somebody fell asleep at the wheel at the ACC, which should have never happened. Good points from Brian North joining us on the Pi Radio Live Line. Uh, Joey had sent a, a DM, a, a tweet the other day from, I guess, Primetime Carolinas or something. But, I mean, you've seen a million of these where people put together their conferences, what they wish they would look like. But they said, you know, I wish the Carolinas could be their own football conference. In the East, you'd have ECU, Coastal, Duke, NC State, UNC. In the West, South Carolina, Clemson, App State, Wake Forest, Charlotte. And maybe some out like outside the box thinking here if you could get it regionally and it, and like you're talking about the streaming makes the tv markets kind of null and void if it all goes to streaming so all of these we could go regional it could be we need an elon musk type billionaire to form the amazon prime in conjunction with hulu and apple tv football league and you've got all these regional conferences and Hell, we play every day of the week anyway. So Monday, uh, the Carolinas Conference will play their games. And then Tuesday, it'll be the the Midwest Conferences and then the Southeastern Conference. I I feel like there is a way that we could break off all this, keep everybody in it. Everybody's getting – I I don't know. I feel like some outside-the-box stuff needs to happen here. And I guess my main thought is you go – if you don't go that route, you can keep these wacky football conferences. And you were talking about the Sun Belt – but like regionalizing basketball and baseball and the other sports. I wouldn't mind being in a basketball conference with VCU and Richmond and Coastal and teams around here and App State and Wilmington and those schools. Like, I don't know. There's just so many more things would make sense than what we're seeing now, I feel like. There's so many avenues this can go in. And what you just talked about is one of the avenues they talked about where football becomes its own independent entity and and they just form their own super conferences because they only play once a week. I mean, is it fair – that you have other sports like basketball, baseball playing multiple times a week, and you've you've made these agreements to travel all the way across the country it makes zero sense financially and otherwise. So I, I, there's definitely a scenario that's being pitched where football can just become its own entity and on its own conferences, and all the other sports and, and basketball for that case could do the same thing too. But at some point, some common sense has to take over, or those sports are just going to become even more obsolete and, and uh, than they are now. So look, I'm just telling you. We're nowhere near the end of this craziness. 
And just when you think you're there, something else is going to happen because the college presidents can't get enough money. The athletic directors can't get enough money because the college presidents are telling them that. It's just this greed grab right now that unless the government gets in and starts capping what these universities can do that they get state money or, or federal money, uh, it's just out of control. What There's no common sense value in what they're going after when they make these super conferences going from coast to coast. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. North Holton Ayler is making his pro debut tonight, and we are we're wondering, like, as far as I know, the only quarterbacks on the roster for Seattle are Geno Smith, Drew Locke, Holton Aylers. I don't know if they have a fourth, but if that's the case, they did sign a fourth. Yeah, I thought. Okay, perhaps. Uh, so, but am I quite like Geno goes a couple of uh, series, maybe? Which I haven't seen if they announced a starter. If anybody could try to find that for me, let me know. Maybe Geno's not playing at all. Yeah, last I heard from Pete Carroll, his interviews yesterday was. He probably wasn't going to play Gene. It was probably going to be Locke, and then and Oakland was going to get a lot of snaps tonight so they can evaluate him, yeah. find out if he's the guy that they want to go with or if they need to go with this fourth guy or try and bring somebody in. Because, look, this is what happens. You, you, it looks too easy for him right now, right? And there's going to be some veterans getting cut that the Seahawks are going to take a look at because they have experience. And that's just – so Holton's got to play well regardless if there's anybody behind him or not, because there's free agents that are going to be waiting uh, to take up that spot as well. So he needs to play well and show that he's a guy that they can invest in the future, which Pete Carroll has done in the past. Pete Carroll's not afraid to uh, to go after undrafted free agent guys and invest in them if they can show they, they can play. Uh, Steve, our loyal viewer, listener, uh, sent me earlier Holt Naylor's player props for tonight. You've seen that, Joey, on those little apps you guys like to play on? Um, it was like 90-something and a half passing yards over under for Holden Aylers, which tells me uh, uh, they, he is going to get a lot of playing time tonight. So that'll be that'll be fun to see. Uh, what do you got, You Joe? know what? I asked it on the show yesterday. I don't know if you read it in the comments. 70-something, I, I think I you said. 72 and a half. Yeah. It's at 78 and a half. Right 78 now. and a half. All right, Brian. So, uh, I'll, he'll play most of the second half. I, 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 I see a scenario. He plays most. This is the one game they want to evaluate him, right? Because you, you only have three preseason games now, and you want to get the starters more looks later now. It's all changed. So this is the biggest game of Holt Naylor's professional career that wants to make that team, and he will get a lot of snaps tonight. I, I I don't know if we get all the second half, but he's going to get a majority of the second. Yeah, half. it does look like Drew Locke's going to get a bit of time because his line's at one thirty-one and a half. So one thirty-one, yeah. So maybe we'll see uh, at least two quarters from Holden Aylers tonight. That'd be awesome. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. North uh, got a got a nephew on the JV Conley team. He's got meet the Vikings tonight. I know they're involved in some uh, some scrimmages. Uh, I think they scrimmaged Tarbur. Do you know how that went? The Tarbur scrimmage with Conley. Uh, no, Tarboro was good. That's all. <laughs> uh, but it is scrimmage season and uh, jamboree season, and then what? Next week we'll get to the real season, right? Yeah, uh, weather permitting. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, we're about to hit every single Friday. There's going to be storms. I forgot that happens when high school if, football rolls around. If you have a drought, schedule a, an ECU regional or schedule the start of high school football season, and we'll have thunderstorms and a hurricane brewing here before long. Well so, said. Uh, book it for next Friday. Looking forward to uh, the Blitz returning with Brian North. North, thanks for the chat today, man. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. There is Brian North, WCTI 12, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. It's cool to see Holden Aylers in a player prop, though. 
for uh for nfl he's sharing everything it's got his picture oh yeah the the image i saw earlier i don't know what app um or service steve was on but it had the uh default picture it did not have holt nailers so oh, no, good to see him get a picture in the, in the seahawks uni- uniform and everything oh man beautiful how about jenny shelton came in earlier today rocking her uh how sweet is that her holt nailers authentic jersey which I, I i didn't know if that was a custom where you say you go to seahawks and you can pick your number and put a name on the back but no if like you google holt nailers jersey you're getting a i guess now they do it for every player you click and select the player you want and uh they'll have them available i used to remember the redskins in the 90s were so bad um that like i would get east bay and it would have certain jerseys for sale and like the niners would have young and rice cowboys would have emmett aikman Irvin, and like washington would maybe have one and some years have none because they just didn't have any players anybody wanted they'd throw a daryl green up there just for the heck of it uh you see any player props for aylers chandler no i'm I know the Seahawks are favored in the game tonight. Uh, so that's that's all I see as for Aylers when it, it just has passing yards for him. Um, I can't look up the line, though, for sure. Seahawks are three and a half last I saw. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, for the first time, NFL Plus Premium Subscription will now include Red Zone and NFL Network. All right, fair enough. I'm looking for another year of red zone one of man's greatest inventions of all time take a break come back more to go pirate radio live will wrap up hour number three or hour number one good grief back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I mentioned East Bay a moment ago. Eric said, man, the excitement of getting an East Bay magazine in the mail. These young kids and their fanatics, they just don't know the joy. Jamie said, buying from East Bay was a treat, a rare treat. I bought my high school basketball shoes on there. Black and white Asics, Reggie Miller's. Reggie Miller had Asics? That is a news to me. I don't know if that's true. It might be. Well, Here. see, East Bay was to our generation what the previous generation had with the Sears catalog. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like a wish book. Man. You, you would go through and you'd circle everything. Hats. I had so many teams, basketball shorts, college teams. Oh, yeah. I had so I had um, the Nike shirts and it was a football and i had michigan football texas a&m football i just i wanted everything in that magazine it was so cool uh good old east bay we are old eric said i remember the reebok team shoes they had 
had a blank white 88 on the back and you would fill in your own number with a sharpie huh i don't remember that skip says yo hey skip all right so chandler were you gonna say something are you good no i'm good all right how about last night pirate versus pirate in major league baseball Mm -hmm. is that the first time that's ever happened first time that i can think of danny bill says yes sean armstrong versus burley and burley laced one but it was called by the center fielder and there was Um, a guy in the stands wearing an ecu hat that was cool too yeah did we do we know who that gentleman was i didn't recognize him but they did mention east carolina he was wearing the, uh, the ecu hat yeah uh this is a interview with burley and i believe the question is are you athletic uh burley defended his athleticism here's uh alec burleson talking to a cardinals reporter i don't look like it i think that's where everybody kind of gets uh i don't i, I look like uh, some people said i should be playing in a uh, beer league softball uh on a beer league softball team um but yeah i'm definitely i feel like i'm definitely more athletic i i, I don't you know, I may not be the fastest guy. I think everybody knows that. But, um, you know, I think I can make up for it with certain things. Uh, you know, my uh, baseball IQ, my jumps, my stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm athletic, but it may it may not seem that way to people. He's got that deceptive athleticism. Burley on the year, he's got his average up to 249. He has eight home runs, 26 RBIs. Uh, zero stolen bases with that athleticism that he has. I, I feel like we, we've definitely seen him do some athletic things, though. Robbing people of home runs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Making great catches in the outfield, maybe in the gap, having to cover some ground. His ability to play first base? Yes. Uh, so he can he can do a little bit of everything. Can pitch, can play outfield. And he has been uh, swinging a hot bat for the very, very disappointing um, Cardinals this year. Chad says, "Clip, we had those blank '88 Reeboks in seventh grade at AG Cox." All right, so I, I I don't remember that at all. I remember our team shoes, and they were cool. I also remember we got fresh home jerseys, and our road jerseys were from 1976, and they did not look good on my chubby white figure. It was not a good look. The home jerseys, I look like a real ball player away jerseys now if i asked so you much. back in your playing days if i asked you are you athletic what were your no answer? i've never been athletic um fundamentally sound yes but athletic absolutely not i couldn't run couldn't jump i had i had good hand eye you know good whatever fun, fundamentals athleticism not so much Danny, how about you? It's sad to see your athleticism go away because I'm the same way. Well, I never had it, so it didn't. Well, back when I mean, so like in I high was school, school when were I was you an elite athlete? Yeah, I think I was because I played multiple sports. I feel like you have to be if you're going to play multiple sports. But like we're taking ground balls as pitchers, like while the hitters are like stretching and stuff, and I'm like, God, I've lost a step. This is bad. Like I, I, I make that play four years ago. Now I'm not even remotely close to making it. Would it? Uh, if we saw you in a batter's box today, would we laugh? No. Okay, you look the part. It would be respectable. I could not get in my young brain how pitchers look like aliens when they tried to hit in Major League Baseball. But it just, like in the National League, growing. but it it just went to show you that if you didn't practice it, like... I mean, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, like, I I think my swing has gone to the depths just because of golf, but I, I, I could put a respectable round of batting practice out there. I think. 
Uh, we'll take a break. Mike P says, last East Bay shoes I got were the Tim Hardaways with the gray straps in the front looking like an X. Remember the Sean Kemp kamikazes? They were cool. I, I never had a pair with them, but I went to a basketball camp and I switched shoes for the day. I had some Jordans and I switched with this dude that had uh, the Sean Kemp kamikazes. And uh, they were got some hyper dunks off the East Bay magazine one time when I was younger. Oh, look at you knowing what East Bay is. Yep. Randolph says, I was a poor boy, couldn't afford East Bay stuff. I wear a lot of pro kid sneakers. Like uh, somebody said earlier, it was a, a rare treat. I would just stack my birthday and Christmas stuff with uh, with East Bay wishes. All right, let's take a break so we can get the Nadu. Uh, we will come back, have more for you. Pirate Radio Live, hour two on the way when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We're talking about shoes. Steve said I had the David Robinson pumps. Did David Robinson have pumps? Or is he talking about the Reebok pumps? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, don't like know. Shat- I don't remember. Well, I mean, I remember the shoe, but I don't know if it was ever like. My friend had the tennis pumps. Remember those? It was like a little tennis ball pump. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember the knockoffs? No. The Avia or Avia, however you pronounce that. Maybe. It was supposed to be like a kind of a knockoff from like Reebok. A knockoff pump? Yeah. Like a knockoff Reebok slash uh something else that is escaping my mind right now irving said he had chuck taylor's back in the day oh yeah chuck taylor's were very eric, popular back in the day eric used to be nike jordan everything but switched to under armor a few years ago and hadn't looked back eric said d brown had the pumps that was in the slam dunk contest uh let's uh go out to the pirate radio live line and talk to jeff and they do they do we were talking shoes a moment ago um the sean kemp kamikazes the grant hill feelers do you have any uh basketball shoes back in the day i still wear jordans to this day i'm very uh i'm very interested in those i mean i i'm not really into anything other than jordans i mean i wear our first ones stuff like that but i'm a big jordan guy you know 11s 13s i mean i i still wear them to this day I had one pair, and I have to – I don't even know the number I had. I have to look up the number. Um, but yeah, how many uh, How many different pairs do you have, Nadu, currently? I would probably say I have like 30 or so different pairs. 
I mean, I, I have probably every 11 ever made. I have, you know, plenty of 13s. I mean, I kind of stick to 10s, 13s, 12s, and 11s. I mean, I don't really go off much of that, but um, I bear, I buy, this is going to sound kind of screwed up, but I bear, I buy a new pair of Air Force Ones weekly, probably. <laughs> I, I just can't, I don't like when they increase, so I just buy new ones. I love that uh, Air Maxes are popular again, just because I had those as a kid, and I want to get a pair just for nostalgia's sake. Uh, I had some Air Jordan Nines. Now that I look at the chart here, and uh, they do. Oh yeah, the Elevens look cool. All right, talking little shoes here uh, as we get into football season. How about this, they do? It's it's still cool that. We talked all these years uh, with you here on the show, and even previous to that, we knew Holt Naylor's around here as a little league player and uh, a, a high school player around these parts, played at East Carolina, going to make his pro debut tonight uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, and he's there as an undrafted free agent, should get a lot of time tonight for Pete Carroll's team as uh, they play their preseason opener, and uh, we'll see how he does. I, I mean, look, I'll be honest. I, I didn't know if Holden would be able to get to this point, to be on an NFL roster, to play in a preseason game. So, uh, it's awesome. He's put in all the work he has to get to this point, and now he's got to go out there and take it. These are these are big opportunities, big moments for these guys, trying to make teams, trying to make practice squads, and, and this is how he's going to earn his spot, games like tonight. He, it's a meaningless preseason game to a lot of people, but uh, certainly means a lot to him and the guys involved in it. No, and, and you know, I know here in Philadelphia, I mean, um, you look at the starting safety, a guy that is going to be the starter this year in Philadelphia, Reed Blankenship. I mean, he was undrafted out of Middle Tennessee State. Josh Job, another guy out of Alabama who was undrafted in 2022. He's probably going to make this roster as a backup a corner. So, I mean, just because you're undrafted does not mean you can't uh, – make a roster and you know look i mean the, the seattle seahawks i mean drew locks not exactly uh you know a, a lock or anything i don't think either so yeah i'll, I'll be rooting for him I, I don't think people realize enough you know yeah it's, it sucks you can't see your starters for very long but i mean in the end there's a lot of kids out there trying to make rosters and you know practice squads as you said and most people don't last in the nfl very long but you can wage out a nice career the Eagles, they just signed a guy, Dennis Kelly, backup lineman. He's been in the league for like 13 years. I mean, he just you bounce around from roster to roster, you get paid, and you make money. Uh, that's just how it works. Let's look at these games real quick tonight. Texans at Patriots. DB, can we get you on? Uh, and they do. We got East Carolina pitcher Danny Beal uh, interning with us, and he is a Boston sports guy. What, if anything, do you want to see from the Patriots? Obviously, no injuries, Danny, but like any players, any rookies, anything in particular you want to see this preseason from New England? The receiving corps have a pulse. That would be ideal. It's been a struggle the past few years, especially with Juju now being 1-1, kind of the guy on the team. You want to see like Tyquad Thornton, um, some other guys like that, Hunter Henry. Um, we signed Gesicki from the Dolphins too. So see guys like that step up, make Mac Jones' life a little bit easier, give O'Brien some options, and just kind of let the offense – do their thing for a little bit kind of get their feet wet does mag need to play a lot like do you want to see a lot of him or is no i mean people are writing him off already and i'm like guys we've had a defensive literally a defensive coordinator call offensive plays for the past two years like Patri- patricia was literally a defensive guy so to kind of judge that off his first two years is kind of i feel like just unfair to him but i mean i feel i don't think i need to see him play in the preseason i don't think any real pats fan does 
Pats and Texans tonight, NFL Network. And they do do the Texans. Uh, when do we see Stroud? Is he like a week one guy? Do they go with Davis Mills and let Stroud grow? What do you think about Houston and what they do at the quarterback? I've never, I've never understood it as a team like uh, Houston Texans why you wouldn't start the quarterback you drafted. Yeah, I, I would think he'd be in there right away. Um, they actually have a kid, Tank Dell, who actually played at Houston, who I'm sure you remember. Uh, he plays in that team. Yep. You know, you see him tonight. You know, off of what um, your intern said, I mean, I'm interested in seeing Keishon Boutte, uh, new receiver for the Patriots. He seemingly had lost interest at LSU and, and just kind of going through the motions. He's a guy who I've heard's made some some pretty highlight real plays in, in training camp so far. So, you know, a guy like that, um, I'm pretty interested in seeing. I mean, I like preseason. You know, it's, it's nice to see football, and it's cool to just see – you know, kids that were at, you know, in college, Will Anderson, you know, down at Alabama, he's on the Texans. So there's a lot of, uh, they have a lot of interesting young players on that roster. And we'll talk a little NFC East here in a moment, Vikings, Seahawks. How about that NFC North? Uh, can the Lions do it this year, Nate? Do if you had to make a pick, and then we'll, we'll dive into it later, but just uh, off the cuff, uh, who's your pick in the North this year to win it? Uh, I'm still going with the Vikings. I mean, I, I think if, if you're actively picking the Lions to do anything, I, I'd probably tell you to find a new hobby. Sports betting is probably not for you. Um, it, it's just not a team you should be depending on to do things. Um, look, if you want to bet them week to week, that's cool. Um, you know, maybe you bet them you know, after the sixth or seventh game or something. But to bet them to do anything preseason, I, I just don't think it's a very good option. I think the Vikings still, when you look up and down the roster, I mean, whether you like Kirk Cousins or not, he's still a pretty serviceable quarterback. Um, I think offensively they'll move the ball. That's not going to be an issue. And you look at the rest of this division. I mean, Green Bay, young quarterback, Detroit, I don't know. I still think they have issues defensively. I don't love Jared Goff. And then with Chicago, I think they'll get better. But to pick them to win the division, I think it just further illustrates how bad the NFC is. Um, But – I still go with Minnesota. I mean, I think they still – didn't they win 12 or 13 games last year? Yeah. I mean, I'm still not ready to, to believe that anyone's better than that. All right. Speaking of a good year last year, let's talk about the East. Let's talk about your Philadelphia Eagles, uh, obviously the favorite in the NFC East this year. I remember last year I picked the Cowboys uh, to win that division mostly to be different and to say see i told you the eagles weren't going to win this division well not only were the eagles as good as everybody as people projected they were better uh they were they were great uh we saw the uh hurts the quarterback there take a a massive leap and just major weapons uh, on offense and and outside of that, Jeff, just the, the stacked at a lot of positions. And the rich got richer in the draft this year, getting the, the kid from Georgia. I mean, it feels like a team that was good last year that maybe got even better this offseason. So uh, the Eagles go into the season with a lot of hype, as they should. Uh, does anybody challenge them as far as uh, division winner, Jeff? Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I want to preface this. And you, and you know this. I mean, you followed me a long time. I, I'm pretty – straightforward with the Eagles. Look, if I don't think they're good, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, look, offensively, I don't see any reason. I think they're probably better. I mean, I think getting Swift and Penny are just an upgrade over, you know, 
Miles Sanders. I mean, that's really all they lost on offense. And real quick on that, Jeff, I saw today, and you never know what to put into these uh, preseason tweets, these these camp training camp tweets. But I saw like Kenneth Gainwell could be the first guy to uh, to come out of the backfield for Philly. Like they do have a three headed monster. Now you only play one. I guess you could play two at a time. But that just shows you how much depth and talent they have on offense. That Gainwell could see maybe more snaps than even those uh, Swift. I mean, Swift is. A, a monster when he plays so it's just uh again the rich guy richer there yeah and i mean you look at even like their offensive line i mean they have probably two or three kids second string that could easily start for any nfl team they're just very stacked at, at pretty much every position i mean dallas goddard seemingly forgotten about on this team i mean he's probably your third best offensive player and he could probably be a number one he's probably a top three four tight end in the nfl defensively i think is where they're a little bit more question mark. I think a big loss for them was Javon Hargrave. Now, I think you do get something different from Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is a much better run stopper. I think the run defense will be much better this year because Jalen Hargrave was not good. You didn't get much out of Jordan Davis last year either. Um, they had a lot of, uh, I think, kind of just didn't get much out of what I think they thought they would. They should be good, if not the same, on that. Hassan Reddick is back. Obviously, Nolan Smith they got in the draft. Safety's a problem, and linebacker was a problem. I thought until this week they went out and got Miles Jack. So I think that was a nice pickup. They got N'Kobe Dean. You have Nolan Smith. They're pretty much stacked at every level, Clip. I, I, I don't truly believe. No, I don't think there's anyone that, that's even close to them in this uh, division. And I think there's probably only one or two teams maybe in the conference that I think it challenged them, to be fair. Man, uh, how about uh, we saw the progression of Hurts while we saw a little bit of a regression from Dak Prescott. Now, the Cowboys uh, have improved their defense since uh, adding Dan Quinn. They are they are good on that side of the ball. And with all the weapons they have on offense, Pollard is explosive, C.D. Lamb, a top 10 to 15 maybe receiver in the NFL. Uh, seems like they should be able to, to go to work on offense, but I don't know. Is Dak holding them back? What do you think about the Cowboys? Are they a playoff team, in your opinion, this year? I mean, I think they'll flirt with it. Um, I guess the issue with Dak, though, recently, over the last, let's say, two out of three years, is he just hasn't played enough. I mean, he's only played, you know, he had that full season in 2021, but in 20 and in 22, he played 17 games combined in two seasons. It just, you know, he's not out there enough. You know, interceptions have, have been an issue for him, especially last year. Is he holding him back? I don't think. I still like him as a quarterback, personally. I think he's a better option than a lot of quarterbacks. And look, I mean, when we look back to, like, his college career, I thought he was a great college quarterback. He was kind of overshadowed at one point because of, you know, like, Johnny Manziel and, and guys like that. But I think he's been a good quarterback. I don't think i mean a lot of people make him out to be like this terrible court i don't see it i think he's a a solid quarterback a good quarterback their defense is good i just there's something up i don't like their coach we all know that um i feel like he's kind of held them back their offensive line hasn't been very strong um i don't know they've all said some injuries too it always seems like michael gallup's hurt or somebody's hurt um they'll be a tough out i mean eagles have had trouble down there over the years um but you know when it's come to matter you know like you know, in the playoffs or whatever, the Eagles have found a way. So, yeah, I don't really worry too much about the Cowboys, but I don't think Prescott is as poor as people kind of lead on. Let's talk a little Giants. Uh, Danny was talking about his Patriots receiving core the, uh, a moment ago. And how about – how about and, and maybe there's guys here, Jeff, that, that you like that – 
I'm not aware of, but I'm looking at the Giants depth chart. Uh, Darius Slayton, of course, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, Sterling Shepard, Wondell Robinson, Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder. I had no idea the former Redskin was still in the league. Uh, David Sills, I remember him in college. Like, who? Uh, not a lot of weapons for Danny Dimes. Now, what they do have is Darren Waller coming over um from the raiders and also saquon barkley who does everything so that's where they're going to get their offense from but um i don't know i felt like this team overachieved last year i could see them regressing how about the giants do you think they can take a step forward from a playoff win a playoff appearance and a playoff win last year you know uh cliff uh by the way, I don't know what I don't know what your is your real name Cliff. By the way, no. uh, birth name is Clifton. I'm the third. Uh, my dad, granddad, also went by Clip. That's that's right. Yep. But uh, you're pretty smart. Usually, are, are well on with what I go off of. You're usually a good. Where's this going, Jeff? What are you about to say? I mean, you didn't even. I don't make a lot of futures, but I made a future on a receiver from the New York Giants to be the rookie of the year offensively. Okay, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. (laughs) Jalen Hyatt is flashing in camp. I've heard a lot of good things about him. It's almost like we set this up. I promise uh, we didn't like script this. I I sent you a, a lob there. Uh, I did not even mention the rookie. You think this guy's the breakout guy? Interesting. I do. I I loved him. I thought he was terrific last year at, at Tennessee. Uh, I think he's a really underrated kid. I mean, and look, as you said, they don't have that many options. I've been reading out of camp. He has been really solid. And look, a lot of players are, but I mean, he was the Bolitnikoff uh, award winner, I believe, last year. Um, he was an All-American, and I'm not saying that that's going to translate to the NFL, but I really like Jalen Hyatt. I, I think he is a really interesting kid, um, and I think he'll be a really good option for uh, for, for Dan Nola Jones. All right, there you go. Uh, this is why I have you on the show, Nate, do to educate and inform. All right, before we crap on the commanders, let me just throw this out there. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Deron Payne, John Allen. I mean, that is a defensive coordinator's dream to have those guys on your defensive side. They should almost win you a few games alone. Uh, Linebacking core, not good. They drafted Emmanuel Forbes to try to get better at corner and in the secondary. So that side of the ball, they they should be able to keep us in games, if healthy, obviously, if if Chase Young can stay on the field, if those guys can play together. Uh, Then you get to the offensive side, it's all about the quarterback. What is Sam Howell? I don't know. I love Terry McLaurin. I like Jahan Dodson. Got some decent talent at running back. Don't know about the O-line. I guess my point is, Jeff, before you completely crap on Washington, I mean, that defensive front should be enough to, like, at least keep you in games to the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, I think you can make a strong case. I mean, this is – I mean, I'm not – I don't think I'm, I'm I'm saying anything crazy. I think this is one of the better defenses in the league. I mean, I I mean, really every level, they're really good. I mean, they're they're top ten in every – statistical category i mean there's really nothing i i don't like about them really um at least on defense i mean everything is is really good it's just you know they can find a way to score the football i mean that's kind of the issue you're going to be in a lot of 17 13 20 to 17 type of games um you know i i actually don't hate the 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 reds or the commanders i i've always kind of felt like defensively i like them i like their coach and i've always liked ron rivera 
Eric Bieniemy, it's an interesting offensive coordinator all of a sudden. I mean, we obviously know of him being out in uh, in um, Kansas City. You know, now he's at you know Washington. That's a huge get there. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I guess maybe Clip, maybe you can answer this. Why did he leave Kansas City? I'm not really can't sure. figure it out. I think it's a, a weird move. It's almost like. Uh, I'm gonna. I can do this with Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm gonna show I can do this with Sam Howell and an offense that was really bad last year. It's either that or it's I want to be a head coach and Ron Rivera's on the hot seat, so I'm gonna be the interim head coach. Like I, I didn't really get it. I guess he was just tired of being under Andy Reid and and not getting that head job. But I thought it was a very strange move. But if they can have a good offense this year. Um, God, his stock goes way, way up, and he, he's got to be a head coach. So he, I don't. Maybe he's just betting on himself here, Jeff. Yeah, it was a, it was a head scratcher to me. I didn't understand. It seemed like he was in a great position out at at Kansas City, but I guess he just wants to change the scenery, do something else. And uh, yeah, he's probably the head coach in waiting, kind of like John Shire was at, at Duke, right? And also, Rivera's a defensive guy, whereas Reed was an offensive guy. It's almost like he's an offensive head coach now. Like maybe he felt, and maybe that was part of the conversations. Like, look, uh, I, I, I'm still the boss here, Ron Rivera talking, but you you are in control of this offense. So maybe maybe he gets complete control that stuff. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things they need to, to be better at is, is the offensive line. I, I just yeah. think it's very good. I mean, they were, they were, I think, bottom six or seven in sacks allowed per game. They have a couple of kids they brought in. You know, I don't know if they'll be kids that can play right away, but they need to be better up front. Look, you win and lose in the NFL with the offensive line, and if you don't have one, you're just not going to win. It's just pretty simple. Um, you know, how, we'll see. Uh, they have the weapon. They have some kids that, that are really solid and, you know, pretty good run game. I guess we'll see. I think they'll be a tough out. I mean, it, they seem like they're always pesky. This is a great division. I mean, yeah. But down, pick any team lightly. You, you got to have your 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 T's crossed always. Oh yeah, gonna be some fun games. Uh, I mean, the the Washington beating the uh, Eagles last year, and uh, and then struggled against some lesser opponents. But all the East games are, are going to be awesome uh, coming up this year. All right, big man. I want to get your thoughts just. Uh, as a guy who's a former Barstool employee and who is in the gambling world, uh, your thoughts on what transpired this week with Penn? Because I was, my first question was, all right, what about all these Barstool sports books that popped up all over the United States? What are those? And uh, I read that they are all going to turn into what Penn ESPN gaming. Like they're just going to change the signage and everything and still be sports books. But I don't know how, how big is this news in the gambling world and, and what was your take on it? Yeah, I, I, I was definitely surprising. Um, you know, I, I think one of my big issues when I was there was, was you know, kind of the pen connection. And it's not that I, I don't like pen. I didn't like the sports book. It's just it's very difficult to do content when you have overseers that are federal, state regulators. I mean, it's uh, it, it's difficult. I mean, you, you know, especially with a company like Barstow. I think the fans, you got to be happy for them because I think a lot of them just wanted it back to the way it was. And yeah. Look, when I discovered Barstool, you know, 10 years ago or whenever it was, you know, that was when it was best, you know, even into the 2016s, 2017s. I remember first time I met Dave Portnoy was, this was before gambling legalization even happened. And back then, I think that they had sowed the seed that they were going to get involved with it at some point. I don't think they ever thought it would get to where it was, but I think it's a good day for people that enjoy Barstool. 
you know, it's funny. I talked to my dad about this because he's big into stocks and things like that. And I said to him, I said, you know, if only this had happened, let's just say in May of 2023, because I don't, that may have wavered in my decision to, to leave or not. Um, I, I, I'm not saying it was the only reason that I left. There were other reasons too, but if, if I would have known that maybe this was going to happen, I might've been a little bit more forthright and, and, and maybe trying to make it work with them. Um, you know, then, then the story will eventually be talked about, but I'm happy for all the people that work there. I think there was a lot of pressure to provide gambling content from people and yeah. now they can just get back to what, what's best for them. Yeah. That's a good point. Kind of throwing people in that maybe weren't experts. And also you, Jeff, you always like to look for the best numbers and props and everything. And you were kind of hand tied to talk about pen and only Barstool Sportsbook instead of other books out there where maybe you could find better props and things you like. So. But anyway, it's very, uh, it's, it, it's nice. Look, if, if, look, clip, if, if a company came to me and said, listen, we'll give you seven figures <laughs> about FanDuel Sportsbook, then, then obviously I would, would, would be a good boy and sure. be nice. But, um, you know, it, it's very hard to do gambling content with, with one company oversight. Because look, if the team's plus three and a half, your book's saying three, like that's a big thing for me in the NFL, three and a half or three. So, uh, you know, I got to go where it's best. And, and it's hard to do that when you're, you're kind of, you know, a slave company. Nadu, thanks for joining us today, man. We'll keep in touch. We'll uh, preview some more football with you next week. Enjoy the preseason. I look forward to it. Thanks, Clip. Uh, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu, joining us. Uh, some good insight today on some teams. My favorite part was when he referred to Danny Bill as the intern. Like that. Sometimes you got to be knocked down a peg, Danny. I guess. Jeez, that one hurts. That one stings a little bit. Yeah. What? What your intern said? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine, Jeff. Kind of like last night when all the guys were uh, talking about maybe some of your not best moments uh, on the diamond (laughs) for East Carolina. (laughs) We're playing darts and they're bringing up Texas. I'm like, God, you guys, right in the heart. Jeez. (laughs) Remember that? Remember that game? Oh, I sure do. Well, you take the good with the bad. Look, all we do is talk about, especially like. We have had so many baseball conversations out there. It's just kind of awkward when a pitcher from that team is there. Like we're talking about the same stuff. You just happen to be there and yeah, well, be part of it. So yeah, well, <laughs> that's what comes with the job. We'll uh, take a break. Come back when we return. The David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. We got a lot of things to count down, and we'll do it when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Man, I tell you, I need need help from y'all. We haven't even talked about the biggest story of the day, East Carolina releasing their non-conference basketball schedule. We'll get to that in a moment. Just a ton of respect for Campbell. And, <laughs> and the, the opener this year, do you see who the opener is? Farum. Farum, I hardly know him. 
Ferrum. What is what is Ferrum? Couldn't tell you. I, I did see that it's not going to count against their net rankings because they're Good. Division Two, I believe. Uh, Subdivision One, one of the two. Yeah, I think they might be Division Three. Yeah, one of them. Ferrum is uh, going to open up the schedule. Chandler, looking forward to that matchup. Section 213, here we come. Say that one more time. Section 213, here we come. You sound good there. All right, Chandler, let's count down some stuff. But first, I have to ask Shirley to do something for me. What, you don't like doing this? No. You don't like when I ask you to back your fat truck up? You don't like when I ask you to say, when I say, hey, Shirley, do you mind putting that thing in reverse? Putting that fat truck in reverse, cause we got to count down to kickoff. What kickoff? Da 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 da. We got to count down. Da 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 Who's that? Juvenile. Pack that thing up. Yeah, I want to say yes. I believe so. We have a bunch of juveniles around here. Chandler, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. How many days away until September second? You might ask. How many days away till EC versus Michigan? You only have to sleep 22 more nights. What? Because 23 days away from this moment. What? We will be probably wrapping up a fifth quarter call-in show. Some say Jordan. I personally say LeClaire. Someone had to say it. (laughs) 23 days away until ECU versus Michigan in the big house. Now, why do they call it? Why do they call it the big house? Because it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, football stadium in college football. I think it's. I think it's one because when they rebuilt Kyle Field, it was a close second. Kyle. So let's see. Twenty-three days away until ECU Michigan. When? How about three weeks from tonight? Mm. From go. tonight. That's scary. We will be partying our pirate butts off at the State Theater with the chairman of the board with 100% of the proceeds going to the Keep Jeff Charles to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. Nine 21 days away until it's my kind of party. This is my kind of party. I like that kind of party. I like this kind of party. Can I get that sound? I like that kind of party. I like that kind of party. Me too, Mike Singletary. I do too. Mike Singletary, if you're listening, I'm inviting you to to the Pirate Radio football kickoff party where we're going to be partying like a pirate with the chairman of the board, and we're doing it all for the uh, for the late great, the greatest voice of all time, in my opinion, Jeff Charles. Uh, $10 tickets, PR927FM.com. You can go online, get your tickets today. 21 days away until the party. 23 days away until EC versus Michigan. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to kick off. Run by EC alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. You can give them a call today, 919-291-5532, or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Who said that? Bart Scott. All right. Who was he talking to? He was talking to Sal Powell after they beat the Patriots. Wow! 
Oh, sports. No guy. wonder he knows that. Because they beat the they who? Beat, yeah. beat the Patriots. Oh, it was wow. a Sanchez year. It was. We were. It's actually a trivia question last night. Remember Chandler? We were trying to figure it out. It was it eleven uh, or twelve? It, it was. was, it was the it ten season. Yeah. So it was two thousand eleven. Year before they got O'Brien. Yep. Um. Cass had great stuff, Chandler. Thank you, Cass. How about we are less than six hours away from Seattle Seahawks football, which I do not like the Seahawks, but I will be rooting for Holt Nailers. But we like Holt Nailers. We do. We do. And we'll be able to see him playing in an NFL game tonight. I, again, I'm pretty transparent with you folks. I, I didn't know if we would see this moment. And I'm glad to be pr- – I would love to be proven wrong even more and have him playing on a Sunday. But uh, what a step he has taken tonight and a big opportunity for him. Big opportunity. Great respect to him. Great respect. Great opportunity. All that stuff. Just a ton of respect. Ton Jamie of respect. said long snappers have to pump up the team too, otherwise not much to do. I'm a former long snapper. <laughs> I like how you got an insult in there. That's a little jab. That was a nice jab. But you got to have a long snapper. I mean, they're hard to come by. You don't have to. You don't. You cannot punt for an entire game. Oh, good luck with that. Hey, we've done it before. I mean, I say we. Who's we? Yeah, I was about to say. My high school has done it before, back in my prime. Oh, yeah? Like, even on, oh, like, fourth and 15 or whatever? Yep. Wasn't there a high school that did that? Well, he just said his did it. But There's, there was one there that been, famously did it all season long. And onside colleges. Kick. There have been like universities that will like refuse. There's like it's like a coaching philosophy. They refuse to punt because they don't believe in get, like giving the ball away. Chandler, you're about to leave, right? Yes, but I'll be back. All right, maybe we'll do the uh, schedule breakdown in hour three when you're back because I need you here for some basketball talk. Basketball, some basketball. But right now we will take a break. Come back, more to go. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. We were talking shoes earlier. Um. A guy listening that works over at ECU said, Andre Agassi hot lava tennis. I guess those were the tennis pumps. He said the originals are worth stupid money. I bet so. Steve sent me a picture of these really ugly. Mm. Look at those. It looks like a building. Billy Hoyle. uh, I guess white men can't jump. David Robinson pump. They pump up on the sides. Hmm. Interesting. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Talking shoes and more after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner to 
Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware, Restaurant, and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall joining us. Maybe future ECU Grounds Crew Hall of Famer Joey. Come on, come on, come on, come on, Edel. Come on, come on, Joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. I want to do a very lazy sports talk show segment, okay. but I think fun. Picking games that are still like a month away. Let's oh, p- let's yeah, go through fun. the uh, Panthers schedule. Oh my okay, God. And, and no, and no, Danny, I, I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's gonna be win, win, win. No, I'll be realistic with you. Okay, I'll, I'll, be I'll believe it when I see it. Because honestly, I don't look at you as a very realistic fan. This is All right, well, I'm gonna change your I'm gonna change your mind right. But I, the same guy last night saying that you were gonna screw him in his fantasy league. That's all I'm saying. I know he is. Uh, I know what kind of guy this guy is. He's, He's not a guy's of, guy, that's for certain. <laughs> guys, guys, we're creating this narrative. It's just not doing well for me. All right, the uh, the Panthers open up on the road. And, man, I, I don't like this. I don't like opening up with a division opponent on the yeah. road. It's uh, Second time for us, too. It feels like it, it's a very important game early. Someone's got to do it, though. That's true. Yeah, It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, and that team is the Panthers. Now, they don't play a very good team on paper, that being the Atlanta Falcons. How do you feel about that opener in Atlanta? I mean, it, Mercedes-Benz, we're just, we have a track record of not doing the greatest there. I mean, you can see last season when DJ lost the game for us at the oh. end. Not He didn't lose the game for us, but he had a little mental error, took his helmet off yada yada but i'll be honest maybe with this new assets everything clicking i think it'll go down to the wire and uh, he will go all in one let me ask you a question were you one of those idiot panthers fans that said after terry mclaurin caught a bomb to the one yard line against the colts amazing catch where he ripped it out of the arms of the defender and then uh, washington called a timeout and he took his helmet off and celebrated it was like the next week and everybody was like dj moore took his helmet off and he got the penalty why didn't terry mclaurin no because they called a timeout you idiot panthers yeah, fans it was a situation learn football that's exactly what they sound like too <laughs> yeah all of them uh, even jo- even uh, joey sounds like that <laughs> when, when he does his that did you say win or lose for that a loss oh wow a loss wow all right well they gotta win this one because they come back home. What is this? Oh, this is the uh, Monday night doubleheader. Panthers in that uh, that first game. The first uh, of the Monday night doubleheader in week two. You're already in must-win mode in week two. Yeah, but I think it's against the Saints. And the Saints, I'm not really... They no just Camara. signed, they just signed uh, Jalen Smith, linebacker. But he's been bouncing around the league forever. Um, I feel like we're gonna. This is like we have to do something here. We're in a position where we need to make something happen. That's when our defense is gonna shine. So we'll go one on one that week. You gotta be at least one on one. All right, we go to Seattle. Gino already benched. Drew Lock hurt. Holden Aylers <laughs> <Holden> starting. <laughs> welcoming in the Panthers week three. What do you think about the Seahawks? Tough place uh, to play. Yeah, and for teams that are not in the same division. The Panthers and Seahawks have played in a lot of big, meaningful games, like playoffs, regular season. Seems like y'all have a history of playing good games with each other. Yeah, um, but then again, I feel like their their new weapons are probably going to outweigh us a bit with our defense kind of slacking the DB position. 
I mean, those that receiving core is pretty, pretty sick. So I, I'll give it to the Seahawks for that game. All right, we're in trouble, and we got to speed two. this up. One and two with Minnesota and Kirk coming to home. Kirk is great at one o'clock. It, when it comes to Minnesota, it always comes down to a field goal, and it never happens. So one and three. Oh my goodness gracious! Now you are on the road at Detroit, a team that has playoff playoff aspirations. Yeah, but not against us. We win that game. You better. And then you go to the high-flying Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, uh, they do a number to us. Two and four coming back home. Two important games against AFC South opponents. First at home against the Texans. And uh, here we, this is where we go on a streak. The All Texans, right. they beat they a little rookie battle. We win that battle. Beat uh, the Colts. The Colts will be starting Richardson that week, I bet. Yep, four and, we'll and four. beat him, too. Now you can get over 500. And this is a Thursday nighter in Chicago. This is going to be a good game, too, because it's going to be a vengeance game for DJ Moore. Uh, we get to see a couple of other ex-Panther players that game. So I think it's, we're going to win that game, too. Five and four, big one at home against the Cowboys. Cowboys, we lose. Um, five and five. Yeah, Titans. At Tennessee. We win. At the Bucks, We win. So you are what? Seven and five? Seven and five. At Nolens. Uh That's when they win. All right, seven and six split. Uh, Falcons, we beat them. Split with them. Uh, what the are we? Packers. Eight and seven. Yep, the Packers, we beat them. Nine and seven. Jaguars beat us. Nine and eight. And Buccaneers, we beat them. That's. Did we count too many games? That's ten and six. No, <laughs> no, it's definitely Whoa. not ten and six. You're ten and. I added it like ten and eight. I, yeah, ten and I eight. think we counted uh, wrong somewhere. Oh. Because you play what seventeen games, ten and eight respectable with the rookie quarterback. Well, you can't play eighteen, and then we don't get we so don't get that often with the new sorry. with new coaches, new team. I mean, we, I think the key we, is we're projected to do pretty well. Ten wins wins you that division. Yes, or yeah, no. with that division, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think nine could do it. I think that's what Panthers fans need to be looking for. You want to be a rough start, but we can we can make things click. You want to host a playoff game. You want to make the playoffs. Win win ten, but maybe even nine. And uh, I think there's definitely nine wins on the schedule. We can pull that out. All right. Fun exercise there. Patriots schedule's tough, too. We'll do that. Um, We might do it next hour. Sure. Might run through that. We're not going to do the commanders, though. To save save you from yourself, I agree. Yeah. Not going to do that. Although we do have the best defense in the league and maybe ever assembled. Oh, okay. Y'all wish... We wish what? That you had the players we have on sure the don't. And you wish sure Chase don't. Young could finish the season. <laughs> wow. I didn't say it either. <laughs> That's fine. I got Brian Burns on the edge. I don't I don't care about who, I'm not who even Montez talking about Sweat? Chase Young. I'm talking about Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. God, Derek Brown. And you finished last in your division. Yeah, in the toughest division in football. Uh, AFC East? It's not, because it includes your I almost cussed. <laughs> football makes me cuss and I almost cuss Aaron Rodgers Josh Allen two isn't the best division in football no you got the, I like the Hurts my, I'm, Dak Prescott Danny Dimes <laughs> <laughs> okay alright it's just semantics what are we doing uh, what division I think the Chiefs division is the best division no dude what no I'm no 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 uh you think in the North? I mean, the Chargers are good. And the Broncos yeah. should be back. The it's, Raiders, I don't know. The answer is, at least in the AFC, the answer is the East. I think the, if with the, the addition if the of Jets Rogers, are good, with the addition if of the Rogers, Jets are good, I'll give it to you. With the addition of Rodgers, that is the answer. The Patriots, though. Stink. 
They do. They're terrible. But hey, we're it's a it's a I wouldn't say it's a rebuilding year. It's definitely a prove it year though. For Matt. Prove it. All prove right. to me that you are worthy. Juju under over a thousand yards. Under. Under. I don't even think it's gonna be close. I think we'll get like eight. Uh Jamie says the Colts are killing the weak Panthers. No shot. Jonathan Taylor doesn't even want to play for you guys. <laughs> Jim Mercer is worried about dolphins. Did see that. That's funny. That is the did you see. I'm sorry? So Jim Mercer is paying twenty million to send a dolphin from one place to another <laughs> instead of paying Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Uh Randolph, who's a Cowboys fan, said Dak just threw another pick. He does not like JC Horn Dak. gets a pick in that game for sure. Because I mean just Dak gives everybody a pick that game. Did you see the the meme where somebody put up that said breaking news, the Cowboys are now headed to the Big Twelve? <laughs> I did see a graphic that said the Cowboys are now eliminated from playoff yeah. contention. <laughs> that one, yeah. I, mean, they, they will I was be. like, the season had to be started yeah. that they're already Ruth, started in on Ruthless. I won't miss some glory hole. Let's take a break. When we return, Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, joins us. We will talk pirate football. Got the fresh Mike Houston audio for you. We'll run it down, get Crandall's thoughts on what he's hearing. When we return, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps the customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, we'll deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday, hour number three, Shirley Rhodes. Intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Bue. Intern Joey hanging out. Chan Man will be back soon. And we got the ECU Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall, joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. One day closer to football. And, in fact, uh, week one of preseason kicking off tonight, Marcus. So uh, a little football on to watch tonight, including a couple of Pirates playing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Looking forward to um, to watching the game tonight. At least one for sure. Um, I, I don't think uh, the other one is going to be available or not playing. Well, they're both on NFL uh, Network. It's a doubleheader. Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And I have failed to mention that there are two Pirates to keep an eye on tonight. I thought Shirley would help me out with this one because Shirley, um, do you know the pirate we haven't discussed that's playing tonight? Yes, Blake Pro. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I forgot about that. And uh, Shirley's in contact every now and then with Blake. And uh, we're wishing him luck. He has been uh, just hit by the injury bug since joining the NFL. 
but i guess the vikings think a lot of him because they've kept him around and he we've seen him making big plays uh during training camp and things like that marcus and hopefully uh we'll get an opportunity tonight to get out there and play just like Holden Aylers will man that'll be great for him uh it's always good to just be be able to uh, have a situation where you're able to hang around uh just as Blake has been doing over the last year or so uh so uh congratulations to him on being on the roster staying on the roster up until this point and uh hopefully he can get an opportunity to go out there and does do what it does best um, play football we also had people uh Jack and Chad correcting Joey uh who said that uh Ursay Jim Ursay is transporting a whale not a dolphin <laughs> just <laughs> said, yeah yeah it's like when he pointed at the camera the audio was yeah. do it same thing whale dolphin they're all about the same right so uh oh by the way <laughs> all good all good um it, there is also a cfl game coming up tonight i believe do we have the need no sneed is not playing i think he's not playing until tomorrow night right. i think the alouettes don't play until tomorrow night but stanley bryant and the winnipeg bombers are playing tonight and i think kickoff is at seven o'clock there you go yeah. pirates all over the place cream man awesome stuff. and um the elks who is, yes, uh, you are correct. Yeah, who is, Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton Elks, who are haven't won a game yet this season. Oh, okay. And they are on a terrible losing streak at home as well. So um, it'll be interesting. All right, let's they do had that. a bye week, I believe. So we'll see how that works out for them. Sneed but and Pro would be perfect. Patriots. Go Bryant. It's too bad. <laughs> Sneed and Pro, yeah. Uh, taking Edelman over the West Welker. Edelman and, and Welker. Yeah. All over. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, Marcus got a ton of ECU audio to get to. Let's hear some comments from earlier in the week before we get to what Mike Houston had to say today. Because I don't think I played this yet. So uh, Tuesday was first day full pads. So that was a big day for the team, for Coach Houston, and for Rajay Harris, who returns from the injury. And I was not out there, but for people that were, I heard he gave a very emotional pep talk to the team uh, before everything got going on Tuesday. And Mike Houston was asked about that and uh, asked about Rajay rallying the troops. Cut two, Shirley. Well, you know, when you get something taken away from you, uh, it probably gives you a lot more appreciation for it. And he's been sitting there for eight months watching everybody else do stuff, you know, watching us go out and win a bowl game last winter. Um, and so, you know, he's back out there full go now. And, uh, you know, today was an emotional day for him. Uh, he, he had a great day. I mean, his, his intensity level throughout the day was, was fantastic. But certainly, you know, he is a leader on this, on this team and in this program. And, you know, what he says carries a lot of weight. And so uh, that, you know, that kind of leadership there early in practice kind of set the tone for everything. Marcus, uh, if everybody should be ready to go day one of pads, everybody's fired up. But if not, if for some reason you're having a bad morning or something's going on, and then you hear Rajay talk, um, that that had to fire you up if you were a pirate player that day. Man, absolutely, uh, because you see this guy who, uh, as Coach Houston mentioned, uh, sat on the sidelines and was wasn't able to be out there on uh, to join you guys on the, in uh, the bowl game and. And uh, later on in the season, or, or earlier in the season before the bowl game, and then uh, excited to play. I'm pretty sure his his PNV won't won't say what that means, but uh, is pretty high at that point in regards to ready to get out there, anxious to get out there on the field and uh, show what he can do. And so uh, I'm sure that just um, exemplified 
where his his mindset is as far as going into the training camp and, and getting ready for the season. And uh, great to hear that Coach Houston said not only did he uh, give that an inspirational pep talk, he also had a good day out there, and that is positive that he's putting good days out there on the field. Sure, let's hear cut four from a couple of days ago when he talked about the quarterback play. Well, we got two good ones. I think Mason the last uh, the last four days has really elevated his play. I mean, he he's playing with a ton of confidence. He had a great day today. Alex is doing good things also, but I think just Mason right now, the last uh, the last several practices has really taken you know his performance exactly in the direction we hoped he would. All right, and so that was earlier in the week, and apparently Mason Garcia has just been putting together good days on top of good days. And I think we talked about that. We've talked about it this offseason, but last week, Marcus, the consistency, something you want to see, right, from your starting quarterback, and it sounds like they're getting that right now with Mason Garcia. It's great to hear because uh, that lets us know that he's taking control of his huddle. All right, he's commanding his huddle out there on the field, and then when you just start to do that, you gain confidence in yourself, and then you also gain the confidence from your teammates as well. And those guys, um, when you when you start to step up as a leader and and, and show that you're going to do it on a consistent basis, man, it, it just bodes well for us going through um, you know going into the season for sure. Shirley, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Do we have Mason Garcia from earlier in the week? Do you have those? All right, can we let's uh, let's hear a few of those while we got Marcus here to. QB, talking about a QB. Um, Mason Garcia, too, when Mike Houston said he had looked good back-to-back days, what exactly did Mason do well? Cut to. It's good because, you know, the defense is throwing a lot at us. So it's like uh, picking up things. That was one thing I was lacking on a little bit, you know, in the past. But uh, being able to pick these things up, and uh, like I said, the defense is doing a great job. You know, just being able to get on the same page with everybody, the receivers, running backs, of course, the O-line as well. You know, that's all going to come. But these two days have been pretty good, and everybody's competing their butt off. So. Charlie Cut four, what's his mindset going into each practice? Just attack every day, you know? Like uh, I like Coach Houston says, it don't matter what you're in. It don't matter if you're a one or a two or a three. You know, there's, there's no title on that right now. You know, you just go out there and compete your butt off. Um, do what you got to do for the team, you know? Uh, we, everybody wants this team to be good. So as long as you go out there and do your thing, you know, and give your team the all, that's all he's asking for. So. And uh, I like this response, too. He was asked what he learned when he went down to the Manning Passing Academy this offseason. Cut five. You know, just being able to be a leader out there, you know, and taking your game to a next level, being able to, you know, obviously watch film. Like me and Coach Houston were walking out this morning. I was like, he's like, you know, look at those safeties, you know. But being able to learn the way you watch film uh, and the way you carry yourself and the way you carry yourself for this team and mainly just uh, having a bigger role on the team, you know, watching film and being prepared. So that last one, Marcus, it was nothing about – fundamentals it was nothing about i don't know release point or things quarterbacks worry about while they're on the field it was everything outside of that which is what you have to to learn either yourself or to have people instruct you on it how to be a leader how to to be that voice in the locker room and how to take control over the offense and the whole team and those are the things he uh, picked up while down at the manning passing academy it's all about uh all part of growing up and and being that starting qb you know Man, you know what? Uh, everyone knows he has a great skill set, right? Uh, the intangibles is what you're referring to, are the are the things that kind of separate you from the uh, from being good and being great. And so, uh, when you stay, when you take steps towards that, as far as the intangibles, being a leader off the field, uh, all doing all the little things right, uh, are going to uh, help you out in the long run. All right, it's going to help you. Uh, maintain your composure when uh, things are not going well 
All right. Uh, and then uh, stay even keel when things are. All right, Shirley, let's go back to Tuesday because, Marcus, uh, another thing very important to the quarterback is the center and that relationship and how a new center is doing. Hampton Urgel was able to play and play pretty well in the bowl game and now takes over uh, as starting center. Mike Houston was asked on Tuesday, how is he looking? Cut nine. Well, you know, I think Hampton, you know, Hampton is carrying himself like a starter, and that's, that's another kid. Came here as a walk-on. Uh, was on the scout team for multiple years, you know, finally traveled. Uh, and then all of a sudden last year had a chance to start and has taken advantage of that. So another kid that's done a great job of earning, you know, his, uh, his position. So he's had a solid preseason. Uh, Jacob Sacra is playing very well at center. Uh, you have Dustin Hall, Ryan Beckman. You know, they're both, uh, you know, getting snaps and are experienced veteran guys. So I think you've got a lot of competition right there. You know, on the offensive line, you know, you're trying to find who all is going to be ready to play and contribute at a high level. And so you are rotating some, some uh, different uh, combinations in there right now. So uh, it'll be good to see how, kind of how that all plays out uh, over the next two weeks. So, Marcus, uh, something as simple as a nice, clean, crisp snap to the quarterback and then as complex as, uh, you know, making sure his quarterback doesn't get killed, right, with the communication before the snap. How important is that that center role for a football team? It's huge, man, because he's like the quarterback for the front seven, right? And so he's uh, he has to see the front. He has to see the linebackers. And, uh, and being able to relay that and communicate to his, uh, his compadres are, are, are very important in regards to being successful on the offensive line, uh, whether it's a pass play, uh, you you point out the blitzes and all those kind of things. Uh, it's going to be very important, especially when you have a young quarterback. It's going to be highly important to keep those guys upright, whomever it is, uh, to keep those guys upright. And then for the running backs, and if uh, Harris comes out to be the starter, you know you want you want to make sure those lanes are open for him as well, and so he's not taking a pounding. Even though he's going to take a pounding, whomever's back there as well. But uh, you you want to try to give those guys the best opportunity to to be successful. We made a, a big deal about it last year. It was talked about a lot that it was the first season Holt Nailers had gone into a season with a back to back center, like he had had different centers every year. So. We haven't talked about it as much this year. Not only you're, uh, you know, a rookie QB in the sense that he hasn't played much uh, in his career. He's been here for a while, but Mason hasn't has only had one start. But that rookie center, uh, that, that's uh, important to to know how Hampton Urgle is coming along this fall camp because you know rookie uh, rookie center, rookie quarterback could be a. A combination that makes you a little nervous, but these guys have been in the program. Hampton has a little bit of experience, and and hopefully they'll be ready to go day one. You know, the good thing I think um, uh, Mason mentioned in, in his uh, one of his questions or his answers to a question, uh, the defensive is throwing uh, a lot at them mm-hmm. right now, and so they're having to think a lot. And uh, so that's good for him, and that's good for the center because they see it now. And then uh, they're they're able to you know withstand those kind of things and see how to make the adjustments and make the calls if they have to make calls and make um, audibles if you have to do that for a quarterback and uh, and just being able to see the different things in the in the different looks because uh, the more you see uh, the the I guess the progression that you want to get to or the point that you want to get to as a quarterback and a center is you want to slow the game down as much as possible, man. And uh, I think that's going to help them out um, when the season comes around. 
So let's hear uh, two, one more from two days ago. So today was day two of full pads, and we'll hear what Mike Houston had to say. This is from Tuesday when they finally uh, had day one of full pads, cut seven, where he was asked, did it feel like real football to you today? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, I love that about preseason camp. You know, I, I, I got onto him a little bit last night because, again, you didn't have the entire roster that came out and competed at the level we needed to yesterday. And so to have a practice like that today – there's a ton of mistakes. There's guys that screwed up. But the competition, the intensity was exactly where you want it for the first day of pads. And so it's just a very enjoyable practice to be a part of. And it's going to be exceptional film to uh, teach from and learn from and take that next step towards uh, you know our scrimmage on Saturday. I like that comment. There was a ton of mistakes. Guys screwed up, and I loved it. It was a great practice <laughs> because <laughs> because everybody was competing their tails off, and uh, nobody's perfect. That uh, it's good to hear. He liked the aggression level there, Marcus. Yeah, when guys are going 100 miles per hour and making mistakes, coaches uh, take it a little bit more. Uh, sure, they, they, you know, of, of course, right? They they um, are less likely to to get on you right on the spot so to speak and and it's, and like you mentioned it's good uh teaching film right so you get it on film um they get their energy up and they're they're making those mistakes full speed man that's what you want uh from every position you want those guys to go out there and play and give 100 percent. they make a mistake hey pat them on the back let's move on to the next play and uh go from there robert says safeties don't lie right cran man what, what are those safeties telling <laughs> you pre-snap what what are they what can you you know, glean from that. You know what? You can get a good feel for where the blitz is coming coming from for one, um, and then. Uh, but you know, you get the veteran safeties or the or the savvy safeties that are kind of trying to play with the quarterback's mind. They're they're starting one position, move to the next. But um, but then again, that 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 uh, they they do tell a lot in regards to where the defense is rolling to or where the blitz is coming from. A lot of different things as far as the quarterback position and receivers. And, and running backs as far as uh, protection uh, to see what what's going on there in, in the back end of the secondary for one. And the quarterbacks can can read that, and it, it shows you how great the true greats are because one of my favorite stories is Ed Reed talking about how he – saw like a play in a game that was wasn't a meaningless game it was like a week four game and he saw Peyton Manning do something or whatever and like that later in the year or the next year or whatever he knew it and totally baited him in to throw in a pick and that's when you know you're almost on another level that's right when you're good enough to disguise what you're doing and it's the cat and mouse game that honestly me and the novices don't really think about that you got to consider as a quarterback on every single snap of every every game it's definitely a chess match out there man for sure and um the better you get at um at recognizing those things and um the more comfortable you get i think from a quarterback standpoint i i learned this and i and i and i coached it myself as far as uh blitzes all right either they're going to show it or they're not, right? So we call it proximity in disguise. So uh, if you're going to try and disguise it, all right, you're going to be coming from afar. So uh, that that gives the quarterback an advantage. Mm-hmm. If you're going to show it, all right, I know you're coming. I know where the blitz is coming from. I know where to go to with the ball. Uh, what you have to learn and progress to is 
right, when they're showing a blitz and then they don't come. So you have to be patient in all those things as far as uh, uh, making the right decisions. Yeah, only a million things to think about while that, guys that, are flying all. after you. That's it. Those, <laughs> those big guys coming after you 100 miles per hour. Uh, good stuff. Lovely, lovely. I love it. Good stuff with Marcus Crandall. We got more Mike Houston to get to when we return. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live will also make you a winner. A lot more to go when we return after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, talking pirate football with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall on this Thursday edition of the show. Looking forward to some preseason action tonight. Uh, on NFL Network late night, it'll be the Seahawks and the Vikings, and Holden Naylor's going to make his pro debut. Hope to see Blake Pro running some routes for the Vikings. So a couple Pirates in action tonight. And also looking forward, Marcus, to Saturday because it'll be the first scrimmage uh, for the, the guys at fall camp. And I feel like sometimes we overhype these things, but I feel like this year Mike Houston is talking a lot about it, kind of hyping it up because he's excited and you'll hear from his comments that he's ready to kind of let the kids go a little bit mm. and 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 no coaches will be on the sidelines it'll be player controlled huddles it'll be player controlled on the defensive side uh calling out their uh their checks and everything and he's ready to see how the team can can handle that for the first time this fall yeah that that's what you look forward to man in, in regards to those things that's that's going to happen and uh see how your team has progressed from day one up until that point, um, see how well they've taken the coaching. Uh, now it's going just going to be a little bit different. All the coaches are away. Uh, see how those guys handle themselves uh, without the coaches being on the field and all those things, giving them uh, feedback right away and giving them uh, some advice or whatever they have to give um, in between plays. Now that they, they can't do that in a scrimmage, let the dogs loose, so to speak, and uh, let them go. Mike Houston earlier this week said he hoped to have everything installed, ready to go for Saturday. We got an update on that. Shirley cut two from today. He was asked, does he have everything installed at this point? Well, I don't know if I have everything, but we've got, I'd say, 85, 90% of it. You know, we don't, we got, uh, we got some of our late game stuff we're going to work on tomorrow, uh, and then some of our special situations we'll hit next week. But we have enough in to where, you know, Saturday we're, we're going to be able to just, uh, you know, tee it up. Kickoff versus kickoff return. Let the officials handle it and live spot everything and let let everything play out. And so that's what I want. And that way we're getting, you know, as close to game like situations as we can get uh, this Saturday and next Saturday. And Marcus, you'd love to when you're in a game, 
be able to go back to a, a practice or a scrimmage and say, all right, I've been through this before. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, it may be tough to duplicate everything you're going to see in a real game, but as far as the hurry-up, late-game situations, uh, you know, you've been on the player side and as and a coach side. As a coach, you, you hope to give these guys every – possible circumstance you'll face in a football game tough to do right but how do you go about that as a coach yeah it really is tough to do as far as all the situations because there are going to be some situations that uh yeah you probably won't prepare for or something like we talked about the new rules and all those things uh that that may happen uh but maybe that's that's most important for them this year coming up in in regards to a new rule or something but uh as far as a coach preparing for those things uh you you want to try and hit the main the things that that happen most frequently right i think that's those are are the main things you want to kind of hit on and uh see how those guys handle it uh and then you progress into like you said um maybe the following week start adding some other things to uh, touch on and get them ready for the season. Mike Houston was asked what he wants to see from his team on Saturday during the scrimmage. Cut three. Well, uh, you know, what I want to see Saturday, you know, when, when, you, when you go from practice, you know, okay, now all of a sudden you go to a scrimmage situation. So, you know, the coaches aren't around the huddle. You know, they're, the sidelines are, you know, everybody's off the field. And so you're kind of out there by yourself as players Okay, the same execution we've seen in practice all week. You know, I've seen more and more guys just consistently day in and day out, stacking days, performing. Now, game situation, we'll see you continue to do that. So that's really the execution you're looking for. And for years, you've had Holton Aylers, who has been through all those experiences and who knew the offense like the back of his hand. They could call it pretty much himself, you would think, after being in the program for so long. You know, does Mason Garcia have that? Does he show that to the coaches and to his teammates on Saturday? I know that that's going to be a focal point. How can he control uh, his offense by himself? Well, he definitely won't um, be able to call it himself, I don't think. And I don't think it's wise to, to allow him to do that at that point. That's a, that's a progression that uh, comes with the experience that you gain uh, throughout the years of, of playing college football and uh, or any level um, but um, it, it is going to be see, it is going to be interesting to see how they uh, how what they've done so far translate into the scrimmage for sure on the defensive side of the ball coach Houston was asked what corners have stood out so far this fall camp well I think Siobhan Ravel uh, has been very impressive so far in the preseason and that's if you want one standout, that's it. Um, I think you got several other guys that have really had solid starts to the preseason. You know, IBM has been very solid. Um, pleased with how time of year is coming along. Coming along, Jonathan Jones, I think, has shown. You know, he's an experienced guy. Um, you know, Antoine, I think, uh, you know, continues to show his ability. Uh, so I think you got you got some guys. Uh, you know, really, really playing well. Uh, Saturday will be uh, be important for him. He went on to, uh, he was asked about Antoine Jackson, who is uh, the, one of the youngest players on the team. You'll hear Mike Houston say one of the youngest players in America uh, and maybe coming in to play as a true freshman. We shall see. Uh, cut five, Shirley. He was asked how Antoine Jackson's coming along. He may be the youngest guy in the country. Uh, I mean, they impressed me today. You know, Camaro bounces a, a, a zone play, mid zone to the outside. And, uh, you know, just ends up he's one on one with Antoine, and Antoine with a very, very physical thud tackle. You know, that was kind of the question you wonder about. Uh, but he's shown himself; he's got some toughness to him. 
All right, toughness at the corner. Uh, one of the best ever. Deion Sanders said they didn't pay me to tackle. They paid him for it. <laughs> some guys like to do it, some don't. Uh, but Mike Houston likes that physicality at the corner. You mentioned uh, Revel, who is a, a bigger corner. Um, think about those Legion of Boom teams uh, in Seattle with those really tall corners and safeties. Uh, so Mike Houston likes the size there. And um, who knows if uh, if this young Jackson kid, he had a lot of hype coming in. Can he be a guy that, uh, that plays right away? But that's a position that's got to improve uh, the secondary, Marcus, for this team, the pass defense for this team. Yeah, definitely, especially when you have um, the way the game is, is played nowadays. Right. It, it's pretty, pretty much air raid. Uh, so you're going to have to be good at tackling, which is good to see him do that uh, because the ball is going to get uh, thrown to your defender, your receiver, and you're going to have to make the tackle. Have a lot to, of plays in space now, right? Uh, Where absolutely. it's one-on-one like he talked about. Absolutely. And so you, you have to be able to break down and uh, make those tackles so you can stop them on point. Uh, so you don't get the yardage after catch for the receivers. Mike, all right, y'all wanted a kicking question, and we said, Chandler, we want you to go out there on Thursday, ask a kicking question. Chandler did his job for you, the people. Uh, He asked what the kicking competition is looking like right now. Cut six. Highly competitive. Got a lot of guys doing a really good job right now. Uh, Place kicking and punting. Uh, We have not kicked off as much, uh, so Saturday will be important to kind of see you know, Lath and, and Conrad uh, competing right there. But, uh, you know, very pleased. Um, I think we've got uh, multiple guys that are kicking the ball really well. Uh, and, you know, I'm really pleased with our punters right now too. When you move into the stadium on Saturday for the scrimmage, is there added pressure for the kickers uh, coming up that they haven't really faced so far this fall camp? Cut seven. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to look at the full body of work, but um, – you know, that's going to be just like with the offense and defense. That's going to be a little bit more of a pressure situation. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not like you're getting two or three kicks. You're getting one kick. You either make it or you don't. And that's the way it is on game day. So uh, it'll be good to see uh, how we do in the stadium on Saturday. All right, uh, Marcus, Jason Nichols said something interesting. And I think he said it off the air. It was a shame because it was a great point. It was during a break. And uh, we talked about it a little bit on the air. But he said when he was coaching, he liked his kickers to be former golfers or basketball players because mm-hmm. he wanted them to have the pressure of making a putt while you're out there all alone and everybody's watching you or the pressure of hitting a free throw when it's just you on the line and you got the crowd coming in and all that but but you got a uh, a shot that's not being you know you don't have a hand in your face there's no defense it's all about the repetition and can you handle the pressure of hitting that shot i thought that was a pretty good point he wanted his kickers to have some past experience because that is tough too we talked about replicating everything in practice you're going to see in a game that might be the toughest thing right uh putting a kicker out there in front of thousands uh booing you and and uh in your ear trying to make that field goal Man, it's uh, those those guys are on a, <laughs> a different level. <laughs> they're on a different team, but not really. Uh, they, they they are part of the team, and they're a very important part of the team. And uh, but it is a different perspective in regards to uh, you know how you want those guys to handle the different things. Um, they are in a situation where, man, I really have to put my focus in and uh, go out there on a consistent basis every day. When nobody's watching, right, all the way at the other end of the field and kick field goals and imagine someone being up there in front coming up to, to rush and block the kick and uh, and then do it in real time, 
uh, one chance, one opportunity per series, that is, uh, possibly. Uh, if there's a penalty, is another one. But um, but uh, they, they have to go out there and execute for sure. It's tough. And finally, Mike Houston was asked about J.D. Lampley. He was a defensive lineman that came on the scene last year, has lost a lot of weight, uh, so might look a little bit different on the field. But, man, it's a frame you can really work with, and uh, he could, I think, going to turn into a really good player here. Uh, Mike Houston gave an update on J.D. Lampley. Cut eight. Well, he is a little bit lighter. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him put just a touch back on. But, uh, you know, he, he's playing at a very high level. He, he is a very talented uh, young player. He showed that last year. I think his, you know, his athleticism has probably improved over a year ago. Um, still has very good strength. Uh, but, you know, that, that athleticism is going to allow us to play him at multiple spots across the front, which given our depth inside, I think is a really good thing. Uh, that's something that that kind of fascinates me, Marcus. Is athletes trying to find their their perfect playing weight? And I mean, Danny, you've kind of been the same. You've gotten bigger, I'm sure, during your time. But like uh, Josh Moylan had a bit of a dramatic, uh, different look, like trimmed down. Um, and Marcus, you playing quarterback and speak to it too. But like you guys have in mind your ideal playing weight, right? And you try to get to it, whether it be cutting weight or getting bigger, bulkier, eating more. Well, you know, is that, do you think about that? Like, has that been a challenge for you at all? I feel like as a football player and a basketball player, it's a little bit more thoughtful than as yeah. a baseball player. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a thought because if you get to a weight that you're comfortable at, you obviously want to stay there and find that and identify that. Um, and I guess for Lampley, that was being a little lighter. And same thing for Josh. Like, I'll, I mean, Josh would say, too, he was fat when he was a freshman, but he hit really good, and then he kind of dropped <laughs> weight and then a sophomore slump and then came back this year and obviously played well. But once you identify that weight and find it, you don't really want to stray away from it. And it's kind of the thing where you're just playing at your peak, which is the biggest thing for them at this point. How about you, Marcus? How much did you focus on that? What am I weighing today? And did you – anything you think about well the weight is definitely taken especially during camp is, is taken every day so they they uh they trot that and um and but you camp for, you're losing me, a lot of me, weight right because of the heat absolutely yeah. so well they they try to keep the weight on right yeah. and that's that's the thing as far as the diet and all those things is very important for those guys uh like we mentioned we hit when we had jeff on jeff kerr and um he, he was talking about how he came in lightweight and uh, and had to pack on the pounds yeah. for the year, right? And so that, but that's what he did. I mean, he didn't. Um, I think um, one thing that you do as far as um, say a strength and conditioning coach like Coach Connors, when a guy's trying to gain weight, you try to cut back on the conditioning that he does. Uh, not not a lot of running in the off season. Um, I think that's pretty much where it happens in, in between in the offseason uh, then getting ready for the season but um, that's that's the compartmentalization of it man as far as you know you're in training camp man it's hot out there ah, you're going to sweat you're going to sweat regardless and you're going to lose some weight but how do you put it back on and not lose as much or can you add weight to it so that that's very imperative that um, whomever is trying to gain that, that's that's imperative for the people that uh, that are in charge to do the things necessary to get them there hopefully jd can find uh the weight he is looking for because i think he's gonna be a heck of a player on that defensive side of the ball all right let's get a break in and as we do shirley we will make somebody a winner here on a thursday because we are the stations for winners and we're gonna give it away give it away give it away give it away now Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, Cannabis Awesome. 
Marcus, you big uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers guy back in the day? No, nah, I know okay. who they are, but, but no, <laughs> not on your playlist. Man, you got you gotta have to come up with a dance for that. <laughs> Never well, fails to make you smile. I was I was dancing yesterday. Oh really? Because uh, Nick Van Exel came up. Oh, do you remember the Nick oh, Van yes, Exel? Yes, yes, it's a thing, Danny. I'm telling you. I never I said it wasn't. <laughs> I never said it wasn't. Oh, um, yeah. Shirley, what do we got today? How about a $10 gift card to Familia? All right, Familia. John Moody's heading there, he says. I might be heading there. I really want that chicken Philly. What caller are we looking for? I'm going to go with four today. Caller four, 317-1250. You can be a big winner. More with Marcus Crandall. Maybe talk a little NFL when we get back. Absolutely. All right, we'll do that when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. Whether it's the great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts, Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, this is cool. Uh, Marcus, I texted you about this earlier in the week, and uh, there's kind of an update on the story. Uh, but former Pirate Terrell Williams will be serving as the head coach for Saturday's Tennessee Titans game uh, when they take on the Bears. So he is a defensive coach, D-line coach. He's the D-line coach, yes. Yeah. And uh, Mike Vrabel announced earlier this week that he would be uh, serving as the head coach during the game. And I believe he said post-game. Uh, he'll be getting all the questions and and all that. And I uh, saw today that Terrell Williams – uh, as praise coach Vrabel for the move and said Mike Vrabel deserves a lot of credit hopefully more coaches will give assistant coaches opportunities to do this because there's nothing better than actually getting that experience so I think this is awesome I know we were talking kind of back and forth Marcus like is this something that's done a lot I, I believe it's I haven't heard this happen before and I could see it definitely being a new trend uh, that maybe Mike Vrabel's getting started here but uh, how about that for Coach Williams, I know a guy that uh, that you have a relationship with, right? Yeah, I mean, it's great to see, as we mentioned, uh, I think it's going to be great for the league um, going forward if uh, other teams follow in regards to that. Uh, I think he starts on Friday as far as taking over the role um, in regards to, you know, the pregame, postgame, and all those things. Um, but uh, it's definitely a, a good opportunity for young coaches um, or experienced coaches. Terrell's been in the league for a, a while now. And uh, to get that opportunity to get some experience as far as that that position is is regards, um, and uh, I, I think it's just going to 
uh, I do think it's going to lead to a trend as far as NFL coaches giving those guys an opportunity to, to get that experience going forward. And how about this? Taking it a step further, the Titans are giving associate head athletic trainer Matt Gregg an opportunity to lead the athletic training staff for the game. So Gregg met with Terrell Williams yesterday to talk about the injuries and determine who will be available for the game. So like they are really going all in on this and you know this is uh this is their opportunity to to see what it's like those live bullets uh, like you talk about and uh to get the hopefully experience they need to one day be a uh, head coach if they get that opportunity you know when you go for interviews it's um they they put you in ask you about different things and uh, one of those things is situations right as far as what would you do in this situation mm-hmm. what would you do in that situation and so a lot of guys that may it may be their first time going for a head coaching interview and so now this gives them an opportunity to say, hey, I went, I went through this in preseason. Uh, this is how I would handle this situation. And so it, it uh, I think it's just definitely going to be beneficial for, beneficial for Terrell Williams and uh, whoever else comes uh, after. Another topic this week, uh, my, my team just can't get out of their own way. <laughs> it's always something in Washington. And this week it's – Eric Bieniemy being too mean to the players, like I don't, it, it doesn't look good for the players in this. I, I don't, I don't know the full story. I'm trying to just kind of say this is uh, not a big deal. Everything's fine. It was taken out of context. It's uh, overblown. But Marcus, when you see that players go to the head coach Ron Rivera and say, "Hey, could you kind of talk to Coach Bieniemy and tell him to to loosen up, lighten up a little bit?" Uh, I don't know, man. What, what did you think when you saw this story coming out of Washington this week? Man, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> One is being that uh, as a player, why would you go to head coach and, and say that? Uh, two is the head coach. Like uh, th- This was uh, put in public in regards to his comments and all of those things as far as um, letting – the media know that what that's what happened, and so a lot of those things you kind of keep in house a lot of the times. And uh, even even if they did go out and say it, you don't really say that to the media, right? And um, because they're gonna, we're gonna take it and run with it, right? And so I think from a um, outsider looking in, I hate to say it clip but uh self-sabotage man i think <laughs> hey, not the first time we've That's seen this in like to be man yeah i don't think those players would have liked steve logan too much do you think absolutely but did you hear about ecu players talking about um Hey, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. back then, like th- th- there was no going to the coach and being like, "Oh right. my," you know. I mean, it's just like. And even if they did, you didn't hear about it. Exactly. Right. Maybe one yeah. person may have did that once in uh, his lifespan of coaching. Right. But you didn't hear about that. So Rivera's had to make a couple of statements on this. His first one, and then kind of walking back his first one. Um, he said, as I've said many times since I hired Eric, I love the overall message he gave to the team his first day. That was basically, we got to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. For those guys on that side of the ball, things are uncomfortable. There's been a lot of change, and the entire way of doing things has changed. He said, I've always encouraged our players to have a great dialogue and build relationships with our staff. Since those conversations took place with Eric and the players, I've seen the improvements. I, you know, I, I don't know. Not a good look at all. You hope that uh, that whatever is going on, that these guys can just listen to the coach, play for the coach. Everybody lives in harmony, but it's not a great start. It doesn't sound like Marcus. Man, when you talk about um, accountability, experience, and all those things, as far as um, 
you know, being that trying to all thirty two teams come in with the goal. And what they what is that goal? Win the Super Bowl, right? Here's a guy that has been there and done that. Yeah. Right? Knows what it looks like, right, from the offensive perspective in all phases of the offense, right? And so he, he's he's been um, a coordinator. He's been a coach, uh, an assistant coach. Um, so that experience, you know, he, he knows what it takes to get to the Super Bowl and win it, right? He knows what it takes to get to the Super Bowl and not win it as well. But uh, but for, for him... I think it's uh, I think it's very important for him to move forward in, in regards to you know what I'm just going to put this thing behind me I'm going to continue my ways because I, I think that's best um, and that it's proven I've I've won the championships um, with the the way I'm doing things and so hey if you're not on board get off the ship period I think he's frustrated that he went to Washington from Kansas City and is taking it out on his players. Well, that, that's on him. He knew what he was getting into. Joke. I know it was, but it, you know, he's he's seen what he's got and is like, wait, this guy's not Mahomes. Yeah, this guy's not Travis Kelsey. Um, so how how are you going to elevate that? Right, right. you got to challenge yeah. guys. That's you got to challenge job. them and um, and and teach them the way of a professional championship. And yeah. I don't think they've been in the right culture. Like he's he's a winner. He's been around the best that's of the right. best, and they haven't. So I think that's why it's kind of a shell shock to them that someone's this hard on them. It's like, well, yeah, because you've never won anything. All of y'all are right, but it it feels like you're piling on my team. And I know you're oh, not. Man. No, this is fun. But I'm What's taking this on? very personal. I, I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. But, I, but you know what? Being an, uh, a great fan that you are, you got to take the good with the bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Where's the good? The yeah. pat on the, the back. With the bad. Yeah, that pat yeah, on the back it's was yeah, the most patronizing thing. That good. was almost as bad as Nadu saying, yeah, and your intern. Yeah, Marcus, that pat on the back was the, very the, belittling. The good is that you got the enemy. He's there. That's the good. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I hate football as much as I love it. Yeah. Could it be that Ron Rivera's too much of a player's coach that Eric Bieniemy came in and it's I mean, it, could it be. was the culture shock. Yeah. yeah, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, Marcus, we have this conversation a lot. Uh, a lot. What should should you start the rook day one? Should you let him learn? What do you do? Uh, Colts are trying to figure out what to do with their quarterback uh, Anthony Richardson. He will start in the preseason opener, and I'm excited. This guy has. Uh, We've already seen what he can do on the field, but it almost feels like he's got some untapped potential, too. So uh, I am intrigued to see what he does in his preseason opener. And are the defenses going to be too tough, or is he that good where he could come in like a Cam Newton did week one? And Cam had a monster game against Arizona. I remember watching that one. We've seen uh, examples like that before. You gave the uh, Peyton Manning example last week, right, where he threw a lot of picks when yeah. he was a rookie. So uh, how about Richardson specifically with the Colts and, and what do you think he can do early on? Well, with the Colts, they're familiar with what that looks like in regards to you know having Peyton Manning come in, uh, Andrew Luck as well yeah. um, in the past. Uh, but this guy, man, just watching um, watching the, the training camp film or footage, uh, his aura about him has been uh, has been outstanding. It's been impeccable in regards to you know his confidence, the way he goes out there in, in practice, um, and, and then performs. I think people are just in awe of what he's done so far in training camp. And so uh, for him, I, I think he's from what it sounds like he's grasping the offense, which is why they're leaning towards him being the starter. Uh, I think that's number one, uh, as I mentioned last week as well. And so once he shows that he can do that. 
man, we and well, maybe not you, but I'm looking forward to seeing him if he starts. Uh, and and as I mentioned, he has to grasp the offense first. You just can't throw him in the fire and he doesn't have a good grasp of the offense. All right, uh, Marcus has his personal quarterback rankings list he's working on. Now, when you complete that, I want to discuss that on the show because these young guys love the debate shows, and I feel like they would love to debate a quarterback list. So, uh, what, another week or two? You'll be ready for that? Yeah, about a week. All yeah, right, for sure. next yeah. Thursday. Next Thursday. We'll break out Marcus's quarterback rankings, and we'll uh, we'll all discuss and tell him he don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I want uh, Danny and Joey to tell an ECU Hall of Fame quarterback that he doesn't know the quarterback <laughs> position. Athletes stick with athletes. Me and Bryce laid into you guys. That's true. Me and Marcus are going to get along real well. All right. Absolutely. So it'll be Chandler and I who are going to be the idiots in all this. Probably. Yeah, it will, hey, that's not a change of pace for you guys. <laughs> hey! All right. As we we go to our final break skip says marcus there was a coach from is that tabor city tabor city tabor high city school. high school say your high school team came down there and you beat tabor city high school all by yourself do you remember that and playing uh, I, I vaguely remember it i i do um one man show some, marcus great, some great days man i had um it, marcus crandall in high school was a is a prime example of a lot of guys playing their positions and uh, understanding their roles and everybody's on the same page and doing what we can do to win football games, and we did it. If only uh, we had another quarterback wearing that helmet you used to have, like oh. in Washington. That could, <laughs> you had the uh, the Redskins helmet, We right? did. We did. I remember seeing that on uh, on Touchdown Friday. Being like, All right, it's my favorite high school team right there. Awesome. All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap it up with Marcus Crandall and the fellas and Shirley Rhodes when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market as the Dow closed uh, up 52 points at 35,176. NASDAQ was up 15 at 13,737 and the S&P was up just a point and finished out at 4,468. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into a Investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to Clip. Wrapping it up here on a Thursday. Thanks to uh, Jeff Nadeau, Brian North, and of course Marcus Crandall for joining us on the show. Great job. Shirley, Danny, Joey, Chan Man, and Marcus. Always fun talking football with you. We'll do it every Thursday. We'll also do it on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Going to be a fun football season with Marcus, his old teammate Jason Nichols, and uh, hopefully we got a lot of wins to talk about this year, Marcus. That would be outstanding. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoyed it. And uh, enjoy the football tonight. Holden yes, Aylers, Blake absolutely. Kroll in action. All right, we will uh, talk to you Friday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew, I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.